0: Hello and welcome back to Vex Watch 2021 with me, Night Demon, and Returning Titan Parody. You join us on day 140 of our search for the elusive beast, known only to a small few as the Vex Mythoclass. We will now go to our reporter in the field, Mr. No One Respawns in Real Life, for a live update.
1: I don't know what that is. Haven't seen it. Don't have it.
2: <laughs> never heard of it. Come back next week for day 147 of Vex Watch.
1: Yep. I've, I've I've gone in the field 25 times, and I've never even seen this thing. I've heard rumors
2: of it. But, I've seen yeah. it, but I've seen the raw end of it many, yeah, many times.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen a red flash, and then, you know, that's it. I haven't seen where the red flash comes from. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast.
2: A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more.
1: What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny
2: 2 info, news, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter.
0: Now, on with the show. Oh bless you. Yeah, no. Nope.
3: no. Oh, still one no day, still one day vex.
1: 25 runs, still no vex. I don't think I'm gonna get it. I really because did think, think that you were gonna it. get it last night
0: when you were posting that you might might have got it. Uh, oh, you've got one more character to go. And I thought, yeah. damn it, he's gonna ruin my intro. I've spent all night writing that. Thinking no. about what to come you up. You spent all night writing that ten seconds. Well, here you go. Well, I was I was writing it. I was thinking, what's the best way to get it all out and yeah. sound, you know, like David Attenborough kind of ish.
1: But gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Still, still for for those of you keeping track, twenty five runs, no vex. And at this point, I'm not even a good luck charm anymore because before every time I would go on a run, people I would go on the run with were getting it. Now I've even lost that power. I'm not getting it. Nobody I'm on a run with is getting it. It just doesn't. Somebody got
0: it after you. You said that you didn't get it.
1: Yeah, but they weren't it, it...
2: on a run with me.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: So maybe you're a bad luck charm now. Maybe your yeah, luck has changed okay. completely.
1: I am. I am anti-Vex. That is exactly what I am. I am the anti-Vex entity.
0: So yes, I'm returning Titan this week. Parody is back from his little holiday. He's not having any more holidays this year. He'll probably uh, have one the 1st of January, and that's it. He won't come back for a good month. Are you planning on holidaying again? Are you, are you planning on leaving us? He's got
1: Christmas. He's got Where, where, where do you
2: think I live or we have long and extended holidays, sir? We, we, this country doesn't believe in taking time off for having holidays?
0: You have loads of – you have national days for falling down. You have national days for getting up. You have national days for – celebrating somebody that invented something. Really? There were so many weekends. I found an entire common that wasn't even here. Yeah, you get so many weekends off that, you know, oh, I'm having a long weekend. I'm having Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We get maybe a bunk holiday every, like, six months. Maybe lucky if we get two in one month, and then that's it.
2: I used to get all those days, but now that I have a real job with real people, I don't get every last government holiday off. So I think I have six holidays this year, if that. So I'll be around more.
4: Well, <laughs> so my so job. We don't have
2: every single, like, uh, a man found a continent that was already here with people living it, But he found it day. And, uh, yeah, all the other days that are like, uh, this is a holiday. Why? Because we can take the day off. We're not working the other four days, but we can take the day off.
1: So I might actually have some leave coming up because my boss is yelling at me, telling me I got too much leave stored up. And I have to take some.
0: So.
2: Otherwise, I lose it. Yeah, you but aren't going, you aren't going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, you're it, not going anywhere. You're here every week, regardless. Even if you'd be on holiday, you'd still be here.
4: <laughs> it's like me, letharic I, I, letharic. I've got a
0: holiday, and I'm still here. I I that's don't go anywhere. I stay. I just uh, take time off work. It's a
1: weekend. What's your holiday on the weekend? A Saturday.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, I put, okay. if I put the if I book the night off work, that's it. I've got a holiday day. Oh. My wife doesn't see that as I've got a holiday day. That see says to her that I've got an extra day that I can do jobs in the house. Hmm. But I've got it's the ultimate trump card for tomorrow. Trump ultimate trump card Ooh. for tomorrow, my birthday. So my birthday tomorrow, I ain't doing a thing. I ain't doing a thing now. I'm, well, I'm doing a podcast now, but I ain't doing a thing. That's it. What
2: do you have planned for your birthday? Ooh. What is what is your birthday plan? Because it's your birthday tomorrow. Happy early birthday! It was Kingsley Mac's birthday yesterday. Happy late birthday to him. What is your birthday plan for tomorrow? Do you have a birthday plan?
0: No. I have no plan. Do, do have you have plan. contingency
2: do you have contingency plans depending depending how the day goes?
0: <laughs> I no. I, I have a plan for tonight. Hopefully I'm gonna go and see the new James Bond film. This is what this is like the last James Bond where the James Bond is a guy, right? No, it's the last James Bond where Daniel Craig's there. That's it. It's oh. always gonna be a guy. Anyway, this, this isn't James Bond talk. This isn't my birthday talk. This is what's happening next week in Destiny. Are you, are you going to
1: stream on your birthday? Can we? Can, can can you get a GoPro and we just follow you around on your birthday? A day in the life of Night Demon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> can, can 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 you go anywhere at this point, or are you still locked down? Or would it be a very dull? Here's my living room. Here's my kitchen. Here's my living room. Here's my kitchen.
1: That, yeah. Here's my attic. Here's my <laughs> child. Here's my other child. Here's my other child. Here's the other child. Here's the other child. Here's the other child. Here's the other child. eh. Here's the other child. Here's the other child.
2: (laughs) Here's the secret room where I go hide away from all the children and tell you about what's happening next week in Destiny.
1: That they know about.
0: Yeah. So next week in Destiny, Festival of the Lost begins. (laughs) And we have to speak to Eva Levante in the tower to begin. That's nice. The Tangled Shore returns to the Shattered Realm. For now. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Uh, That was a little unclear. What he's saying is the Tangled Shore is no longer going to be accessible. It's
2: going to the vault. No,
0: that's not what I've said.
2: No, that's not what he said at all, actually.
0: Oh. Tangled Shore returns to the Shattered Realm. So basically, next week's Shattered Realm will be the Tangled Shore version of the Shattered Realm. You know, because each one is different.
2: You're specifically going to the table Short next week.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: okay. Maybe it's to tell it goodbye. Maybe just yeah. to get some quality time in, but that's where you're going.
0: It is going away, regardless. We can destroy opponents in Team Scorched. Parody, what's Team Scorched? <laughs>
2: that's where you get a Scorch Cannon, and you get a Scorch Cannon, and you get a Scorch Cannon, and then you attempt to shoot the Warlocks hovering over you with Scorch Cannons, but you will fail and they will murder all of you. And again, if you haven't done your weekly challenge for it, uh, you should do that, because it's back, and you should just get out of the way, and then you won't have to think about it for the rest of the season until February.
0: You don't get any supers. you don't get any other weapons, you just get a Scorch cannon. I gotta thank somebody,
1: and in true Respawn fashion, I don't remember who it was. No, Probably one no. of you two, actually.
3: But, but someone, someone the, fact that
1: you, the fact that somebody you reminded who you me... Are. The fact that somebody reminded Respawn that you can charge it and let it go and let it detonate you know, on its own instead of hitting something first changed my Scorch gameplay. Because I'm trying to shoot walls and shoot objects near people because I damn sure can't hit a person. And so yeah. I was like, you don't have to make it explode on anything. You can just hold it and release it next to a person. I was like... Oh my god, I forgot!
3: So, or, or if you guys are like me and completely
1: forgot yeah. about that aspect of the Squatch Cannons,
0: remember that. You can hold and release and detonate at will. And you get extra points if you manage to kill somebody on your challenge if, if it's with a whole detonation. So, it's worth trying what Respawn said. Push the button, hold it down, and wait for it to go tick, 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 and then let go, and
4: boom. Big you
0: can explosion. basically play...
2: Yeah, you can basically play the Scorch Cannon like you can the Telesto. Pick a doorway, you know, stick it on the doorway, wait for someone to run through, and uh, then they have no problems anymore because they're gone.
1: (laughs) But I'm not talking about setting a trap. I'm talking about as it's in flight, you can hang onto it and let it go, and it'll it'll detonate. You don't have to wait for the tick, 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 tick. You can do that too, but you don't have to. The idea is you don't have to make it land on something. You can detonate it in midair next to a person instead of trying to hit them with it yeah yes and
0: we can also rid the taken infestation in the lake of shadows nightfall so that's going to be a quite a good one for our gms this week quite a quick one to get through so keep an eye out for some good guides on that it's going to be a lot easier than the gms this week which we'll probably talk about in a bit and the gambit boost returns i think this is the first time we've had a gambit boost this season so if you want to kind of knock any of those challenges out that you've been saving up, we as we said with the challenges, there isn't one that says you have to in- reset your infamy, which is a good one. But I think there is one that says you need to get the ornament for the Ascendant rocket launcher. Yep. Ascendancy, is it?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you still need to get the ornament, and there's I think there's a challenge for that. So And that is retroactive. So even if you do it this week and it comes up in the next couple of weeks for, at the end of the season, it is retroactive and will unlock. So, next week's a good week to do gambits if you want to quickly get that done. But I'd probably focus on doing, you know, nightfalls for some loot. Yeah. What else was there? There was there was something else. Was it? Is it next week? I believe. I think this is probably in the Twelve that the shattered realm is going to get its new difficulty. And I believe this is in the twelfth, but they didn't put it in the next week in Destiny thing. So you. They do recommend you take in the fire team, but I'm guessing people like Esoteric could probably sell it. So, And there might be a challenge for that. And we'll see you next week.
2: We will indeed. We will. We super well.
0: Or we won't, because it won't be there. Either way. <laughs> well, as we're talking about challenges for next week, so we are on week eight of our challenges. We have, oh, up for our triumphs, we have Aggressive Cartographer, complete a legendary branch of the Shattered Realm. That will give you Challenge XP++ and the Wayfinder's Compass Calibration level.
2: So that's not angrily putting a rock on someone's map?
0: No.
4: Too bad. Get your rock off my map.
1: All oh, those jokes are about to not make any sense to some of these people. <laughs> I'm so scared about that, dude.
2: Shut up. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> nah just aggressive cartographer. Just That was the first thing that popped into my brain.
4: Yeah.
0: And I hope
2: that's where I came from. Someone the Bungie was like, rocks, maps, got it. Mm-hmm. We can do this.
0: Mm. shattered blade master defeat combatants with swords in the shattered realm activity defeating powerful combatants grants bonus progress and you have to get 300 of those and that's challenge xp plus and the wayfinder compass calibration level ruthless Layliner complete the astral alignment activity and destroy ether and yes 100 of those and that's challenge xp plus with wayfinder compass calibration levels Display of authority acquire the gambit ornament for ascendancy. There you go That's next week and that is challenge XP plus 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 and some bright dust Pinnacle reach power level 1330 it doesn't say on this it just says var one one three one two two seven seven four six two Like okay. They obviously didn't want to input that number so yeah Reach power level 1,330 by earning powerful rewards and prime engrams. So if you are at the pinnacle power cap, that's you done. And that will give you challenge XP plus 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 and some Bright Dust. Fusion rifles and sword calibrations. Calibrate fusion rifles and swords and bonus progress against opposing guardians and 100 of those. And that's challenge XP plus plus and some Bright Dust. And that is your challenges for next week and your triumphs next week. That's pretty cool. Not too many. They start you off with like 10 and then they go down as they go in the weeks down to about two. That's it. And then next week for our Eververse. There's some hidden stuff because it's Season of the Lost, so it hasn't been unclassified. So there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Sorry. We already had
2: Season of the Lost. This is the Festival now.
0: Festival of the Lost. Sorry. So for Festival of the Lost, there was a lot of stuff that is classified in the database. Uh although we did have I think mate behind the scenes maintenance the other day, but nothing has been released in the API. I'm guessing it's probably gonna go live on the day, so they're keeping it all secret. But I can tell you for some silver, you can get the Gord Summoner, which is your <laughs> email. The, the way you the way you put that together, I can tell you for some silver and then
1: like <laughs> Yeah oh. do you, do you like selling information? Never mind.
3: Go I- ahead.
0: gourd summoner which is your exotic emote this is going to be 1000 silver and then there's a classified something in the database it might be 800 silver it might not be but it depends and there's another classified something so we've got to keep it secret and then we have our rare emote it's showtime and that will be for 200 silver and then for our Bright Dust next week, we have the Ghastly Durance, which is our exotic emote. This is the one where you're kind of wearing like ghostly chains on your arms and doing a Ooh.
4: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Sp-
0: Oh, I kid. Yeah, spooky. 3,250 Bright Dust. And then there's a couple of classified things. And then we have the Balsalt Toxic Legendary Shader from a past couple of, pest of the loss for 300 Bright Dust. The Strange Brew Multiplayer Emote. I think this is the one where you're standing around a cauldron. I could be wrong. I can't remember off the top of my head. But because it's a multiplayer emote, it's for 4,250 Bright Dust. We have the Magnificent Dance. This is our legendary emote for 700 Bright Dust. We have the Cryptolarian Shell. This is the... It looks like a little black bat on a ghost shell. and That's the exotic one. That'd be 2,850 Bright Dust. Another classified something in the database. Uh, the Infected Seeker ship. And this is your exotic ship for 2,000 Bright Dust. Uh, our masks are returning. So Omnigal's mask will be for 1,200 Bright Dust. And then we have the fanged projection for our ghosts. And that'd be 1,500 Bright Dust. So that is our limited information adverse calendar for next week. Do we know if they're going to be light level enabled, these helmets? They were last year. They were? I thought they weren't. Okay. No, that was the previous year. Fair enough. But before we get into that, I can tell you what your lost sectors are going to be for next week. Oh. So starting on Monday on the 11th of October will be your K1 logistics on the moon and that will give you your chests. On Tuesday the 12th, that will be the K1 communion on the moon again with helmets. Wednesday the 13th will be the K1 crew quarters on the moon for your legs. The 14th will be the K1 revelations and that will be your arms. Then the 15th of October will be the concealed void on Europa giving your chests. Bunker E15 on the 16th of October on Europa will give you your helmets. And then Perdition on the 17th of October on Europa will give you your legs. And then finally, on the 18th, back on the Monday, will be Bay of Drowning Wishes on the Dreaming City will give you your arms, And I'll have links to all the guides from Abbey Hour, PV Shifty, and Time Sausage Gaming, and Legionless in our show notes, if you're interested in which loadouts are best to do for those.
4: Yeah.
1: Quick question, though. Um, I know I should know this because, you know, I may or may not have a podcast, but the
3: hard cap for gear. Is thirteen thirty, right? Yes, that's what I thought. Damn. Well, so uh, well because everybody's like doing these these thir- these uh
0: grandmasters.
1: Yeah, we have to be like thirteen forty five, and I'm just like I'm thirteen forty four. You yeah. know, with all of my gear at thirteen thirty, so now I have to freaking level up the artifact so I can do stuff, and it's I hate yeah. doing that.
0: Yeah, I hate that. What does Parody tell you every season? Bounties. Exactly. Um, why do you not listen to Parody? Because
3: I'm
1: stubborn.
0: He's a they wise can, man. That's why he's you,
2: here. Yeah, they even give you an app that lets you download them before you even like as you're loading into your game. Grab the bounties you want, and then go do your thing. Uh, no,
3: <laughs>
4: uh,
3: it's something so simple. L-
2: look,
1: guys, I, I just, I, I, I don't get bounties, right? It's a bad habit of mine. I don't get bounties, but. You know, for all of you out there, get the damn bounties. It's important,
3: apparently.
0: So, speaking of Fest of the Lost, we've got a little bit of information that I've kind of gone back and had a look at the last couple of years' events and compiled what's probably still coming back uh, this year. So, here's a little bit of information that I think might help going forward next week so festival of the lost is a limited time event in destiny 2 where guardians laugh in the face of death and wear masks as they fight back against the encroaching darkness this year's festival of the lost begins on october 12th 2021 and should end at the weekly reset on the 2nd of november now this is based on the eververse calendar which only has about three weeks worth of uh festival of the lost kind of stuff inside of it so it could go on for a little bit longer i could be wrong but just for the eververse at the moment is just for those three weeks up until november the second so in previous years the petition requirements were that all players were invited to participate in festival of the lost and new players had to meet the following requirements so they had to escape the cosmodrome to unlock the tower which is basically the norm for every event that goes on that we have to go and do something else you have to have escaped the Cosmodrome and achieve a power level and I'm not sure what the power level possibly is maybe it's 1100 maybe it's 1200 I'm not sure but it's probably going to be like a, a minimum power level that you can to go and kind of go and get into strikes and things but again we're gonna have to wait until Tuesday reset to find out I guess So once new players met the above requirements, they could speak to Eva Levante in the tower courtyard to receive a quest. Now, sometimes she's down by Ikora. Sometimes she's up in the main courtyard, in the centre. It just depends. Uh, Last year, there was a big tree that you could go and get candy and coins and things, but we'll go over that in a second. After you receive the quest and it's been completed, players were granted access to explore the haunted forests. Now, this year, they've talked about lost sectors, So haunted lost sectors, and again we're not hundred percent sure what's gonna be available. Whether the haunted forest may be incorporated into this or not, we don't know, Uh, because at the moment, like we have with the lighthouse with Trials of Osiris, that is simulated a simulated lighthouse. So this they could still use a simulated um, haunted forest or not. Maybe we're going a new direction. Once you have access to the haunted forest or Haunted Lost Sectors, you can earn Fess of the Lost Rewards. Bungie do note that characters created before the launch of New Light do not have to achieve the whatever power level it is to receive the Fess of the Lost Quest. So if you're just playing and you've been playing for quite some time and you've already, you know, you've not had to do the initial opening quest for the Cosmic you've just been here since day dot of Destiny 2, you're fine, basically. In previous years, there's been two versions of the haunted forest. There's been a normal matchmaking and a firewalled version, which basically means you could go in solo and just do your bounties if you wanted to. Again, I think with lost sectors, you could you can go in solo now with lost sectors, but there may be a node in the tower that allows you to go to a haunted lost sector as a fire team with, I guess, other guardians, like a random matchmaking, a bit like we have with strikes. But again, we're going to have to wait until Tuesday to find out. Additionally, players were able to launch directly into a match-made Haunted Forest from the Tower Courtyard by interacting with the Haunted Forest mission totem next to Evil Avante. So again, there might be one for the Haunted Lost Sectors. Once players had entered the Haunted, whatever it is, uh, they had 15 minutes to clear the branches and defeat Terrors. Now this, again, could be the same thing in the Lost Sectors. We do have timers on the Legendary Lost Sectors and the master lost sectors to complete them maybe we're going to have terrors maybe we're going to have champions in there barrier champions and things like that so it's, we're gonna to have to wait and see but after you defeated all of those things you could collect both candy and chocolate strange coins and players were able to turn those into evil avante in the Tail courtyard for festival of the lost rewards now i believe last year we had a new kind of currency for it we had cipher decoders so Alongside completion reward chests at the end of Haunted Forest activity last year, players also found five optional caches available. So these were additional chests that you could pick from. And you could only use the cipher decoders that you would got to open the extra chests in the Haunted Forest at the time, which were acquired via random world drops and activity completions outside of doing the Haunted Forest activity. So if you did strikes, anything else basically... Uh, gambit, Crucible, you were awarded these cypher decoders. And much like we have been doing now with the seasonal currency, the parallaxal trajectories at the moment, you just kind of do the activities and it will give you a random amount. I mean, I think last year players were working out efficient ways to farm different things like maybe do strikes and you would got more doing a strike than you did doing like a nightfall or playing a, a Gambit match or playing a Crucible match. But again, we're going to have to wait to find out. If the cypher decoders actually exist this year and what would be the best way to farm such items uh, each cache required one cypher decoder to open and could contain legendary gear random rolls of the braytek werewolf and the horror story auto rifles which were previous two years rewards you could also obtain masks and fess of the lost shaders up to five caches could be opened per haunted forest completion so again hopefully we're going to have things like that so As Arf would say, Grandma Stranger Danger returns for your rewards. Once players unlocked the access to the Haunted Forest last year, they could both purchase bounties, masks, and fest of the Lost rewards from Evil Avante. Masks and rewards were purchased using candy and chocolate strange coins, which could be earned by defeating enemies and completing activities during fest of the Lost whilst wearing a mask. So you had to wear this uh, mask first. You could put an ornament on it, which was any... Any of the ornaments that you'd kind of earned over the last couple of years, and that would give you the chocolate strange coins and the candy to then use that as currency to buy stuff from Eva Levante, plus you had the cipher decoders to go and open the chests. So there was a lot of currency, might have been scaled back this year. So please note, Fess of the lost candy and chocolate strange coins did not dismantle individually. So in the event that a player chose to dismantle the items, their entire stack would be deleted. So just be careful. This may still be in the code this year. It may be exactly the same if things like this come back. Just be careful if you want to delete something, it will delete the whole stack. So as we talked about this, Festival of the Lost Bounties, during the Festival of the Lost, like every other event that we have can offer bounties. So Eva offers Festival Bounties, which could give you XP, Bright Dust, Glimmer and Chocolate Strange coins. There were two weekly bounties, four daily bounties, and then, like the rest of the vendors, like additional bounties that you could pick up. Masks. So this was the interesting thing about this. You could, during Fest of the Lost, and every Fest of the Lost that we've had, Eva Levante has offered masks, and last year she offered six additional masks to add to our collection. So players could purchase these Chocolate Strange coins. And furthermore, masks that had been earned during Fest of the Lost 2018, 2019, could also be equipped by players who'd earned them. All masks had to be equipped as an ornament on the Masquerader's helmet, which was offered by L- Eva Levante for 100 glimmer. Now this Masquerader's helmet looks like Master Rahul, the engram guy in the tower, uh, as a base kind of start. So you could just wear that one if you wanted to, but if you had any of the other ornaments in your collection, you could also add these, like we do now with our cosmetics, you could just equip it via the mask. So. The the Mask Raiders helmet was, I think last year was the first year that we had a helmet that was actually two power of whatever we were last year because in previous years it always had nought power and it just called, kind of brought your light level down. But last year was the first year that we had a light leveled one and it came in the three different flavours. So it came in Solar, Arc and Void. So you could do your different mods on there as well. And there was an additional mod slot, much like we have with some of the Raid gear now, for the Festival of the Lost Mods that you could equip. So maybe this year, there may be a fourth version. There may be a stasis one now that we've got stasis armor. So keep an eye on that in case. But last year we had the Fractured Traveler Mask, the varix Mask, the Exo Stranger Mask, and a brain Mask, the Wrapped Traveler, which was wrapped in bandages, and a Bubbling Mask, which was a cauldron. Um, in previous years I think we'd had, we've would had we had like nearly every character, we've had like Shaxx, we've had Aldrin, so you'll probably see a lot of Aldrins screaming, um, walking around the tower and things like that, so it's good fun if you've got them, and sometimes the Eververse does offer them to be purchased, I don't know if they're going to put some of them back in the game, they did last year, there was a lot that were kind of just put back in the game that had been in the previous years that then people could earn, so it's a bit like everything, you know, you've had that time that you earned it the first time, and now other people will still be able to get them. So, your rewards during Fessor of the Lost uh, Evil Avante offered players special rewards to show off the spirit of the season. So, you could get the Masquerade's helmet, which was required to equip the Mask and Fessor of the Lost mods. And this only contributed to the player's power whilst in the fest whilst the fest of the lost was active. So if you have one in your collections now like Andy and I do, it went down to naught power. So I'm I'm just waiting to see if it comes back because I've I've kept one of these masquerader helmets just for just to for science basically. So the rewards that Eva Levante offered you were the Masqueraders helmet in the various different flavours. You could have an epic grab bag, which mainly gave you legendary loot, shards, glimmer things like that the mysterious grab bag which was kind of blue gear and then there were three exotic items that you could earn so there was the restless shell the tomb rider and the wrapped speed so these were all like ghost shell speeder and ship all wrapped in bandages like a mummy which was quite cool so these might be back in kind of a rotation or earnable from evil avante again we don't really know at the moment so the mods, we talked about the mods that are unique to these helmets, these Mask helmets. So once players had purchased this Mask helmet from Evil Hunter, they could equip masks as ornaments and apply Fest of the Lost armor mods. Now, it looks like the Mask helmet is coming back because in the first week of the Eververse, we've seen like an Omnigal mask. So again, I think... These things are going to be, you have to kind of do it as part of the quest. This is why I'm kind of going back over it and letting you guys know that this this may be a thing. Once you've purchased your Masquerader Helmet for the Levante, you could equip the mask as an ornament and apply the fest of the Lost Armor mods. So these mods could only be applied to the Masquerader's Helmet and were only active whilst in the Haunted Forest. Again, maybe Haunted Lost Sectors this season. So we had high purpose. This gave you significant damage resistance whilst airborne. significant increased damage to all enemies and increased the drop chance of heavy ammo on a kill. And this was like a a little pointy arrow upwards. The Vampiric Touch. This was like a half moon uh, with a moon inside it with a plus symbol. Significantly increases damage to challenging enemies. Precision kills trigger health regeneration and increase the drop chance of heavy ammo on a kill and then we had Energetic Assassin, which was like a target with a fist and a grenade inside of it, which was precision kills granted grenade and melee energy, significantly increased the damage to Terrors, which were the main bosses, and increased the drop chance to heavy ammo on kills. So please note, tool tips for the Festival of the Lost mods indicated that their perks must be unlocked to defeat Terrors in the Haunted Forest at the time last year. That wasn't true the perk upgrade for the Festival of the Lost will become active as soon as the mod is equipped whilst players are in the activity of the Haunted Forest. Because I think this was a kind of continuation from from the previous year where we had to equip the mods, we then had to go and play the activity to unlock the various different tiers of the mod for it to then uh, work. And then last year, I think they just decided oh, no, we're just going to unlock the whole mod so you can just equip whichever mod you want whenever you want it and you can just rotate round. And I think the idea was, like, you'd have one person rocking each mod so you could all do different things going through this haunted forest. But the increased heavy drop on kills was across the board. But, like, you'd have somebody that could take out a lot of the minions, somebody that could take out the challenging yellow bars as you got through the haunted forest, and then you could have somebody taking out the terrors, which were the main bosses. So in addition to all of that, we had Festival of the Lost Triumphs, which will be returning this year. I think they are kind of hidden in the database. I kind of had a look to see if I can find some stuff, but at the moment I can't. The, the only thing that I can find that is in the database is what masks are potentially coming this year. So thanks to Forcer on YouTube, posted a picture of this year's masks that are in the database. So we have an Eremis mask, a sweeperbot mask, a penguin mask, uh, a mask to celebrate Feather of the Lost 2021, Ada One mask, the Honk Moon mask, Tanix mask, a pyramid mask, and shaded titan mask. Interesting. So yeah, we have Tramps that can be found on the Tramp page under the seasonal and events. So again, this will probably come back this year. Once the event goes live, it will be under the Season of the Lost and then the Separate Events tab in there. Uh, Every year, players have until the Festival of the Lost concludes to complete these triumphs. Once the Festival of the Lost ends, they will no longer be eligible to progress and incomplete triumphs will be hidden. Please note, Festival of the Lost triumphs that have been unlocked but not been claimed will be inaccessible after the Festival of the Lost ends on, I think it's November 2nd, as we said. In order for players to ensure they receive credit for these triumphs, they must claim them as soon as they are completed. That, that's going, you know, that's with everything that we we've kind of go over each each month that something's being taken out of the game or something's stopping. Make sure that once you kind of see the little a diamond symbol above the the triumph seal, go in, click it. Make sure you get the points because we all we all love a bit of triumph. We do, even these two. So last year's additional information was that you could hold up to 25 cipher decoders before you needed to go and open some chests in the Haunted Forest. I remember there being a lot of people complaining about this. They may have upped this for this year, or it may be just capped at 25. I can't remember whether they, after the 25 it just stopped, or if they went to your postmaster as well, so you end up with 50. Again, I can't remember, so I do apologise. There should be both earnable masks and masks available for silver and bright dust, as there have been for the last couple of years. Uh, Any triumphs involving masks did not require masks from the Eververse store because there were a couple like you had to earn a specific mask that Eva Levante had and then make sure that you kind of had that equipped while you were killing people. Like I think it was like the Omnigal mask and you had to go and kill Hive and things like that. So there were a few kind of triumphs that required you to wear masks but not ones from the Eververse store. All new Eververse items were available for both silver and bright dust, except there was a one inch punch finisher, which was only available for silver. And from previous, like, uh, I think it was 2018, maybe 2019, there was a toothbrush quest. And last year, they told us that the toothbrush was still just a toothbrush. Again, I think like many people, people have held on to these things. I am, I'm one of these people. I still have my toothbrush in my inventory, waiting for something to happen with it. Maybe the toothbrush is just not a toothbrush you see. Maybe it's something else. <laughs> Last year, Paul Tassi over at Forbes pointed out on Twitter, uh, posted by Sentis, they recommended that you pull your Horror Story and your tech Werewolf out of your collections now. Um, because when the event launched, they'd be tagged as Season of the Arrivals, which means they were to power level. So if you did earn these in previous years, you can go back and have a look to see if you can pull these back out of your collections. Um, I was able to do this, and at the time, this was when we were going to be capped at 1360, but we're not capped at 1360 now, so a, there is still a small chance that you'll be able to pull out pull these out of your collections if you um, still have them, and if it's still... Available to do that, so you may want to have a look at these if you did earn these a couple of years back and you thought, Oh, I'll have a look at them. And a side note to that ones in your vault from the previous years had not been updated, so if you'd hung on to random rolls of them, uh, they weren't updated. So I think I still got one that is capped I think a horror story that's still capped at 1060, but hey ho, maybe I'll get rid of it, maybe I won't. It depends on how much of a space that I need. I can link last year's Light.gg Festival of the Lost 2020 Triumphs if you're interested in having a look at those, but they may not have any bearing on what the triumphs are for this year. Um, but if you're interested, the link will be in the show notes. Um, and I believe it was 2019, We had, the festival kicked off with a small quest requiring you to speak to Eva, and she gave you a box of raisins. And this led you all around the tower and off-world, visiting different vendors and different kinds of... Uh, They gave you kind of different kinds of candy to then give to another vendor and take to the next person. it was like a quest giver on the next list. So you just went around and visited all these different people. So you had to visit Spider and he gave you things like wing chews. Uh, You had to visit uh, Anna on Mars at the time. Um, And basically, you just went around all the different vendors and you ended up round in a big circle back at Eris Morn. And you had to do a dance in front of Eris Morn It was City for Humans, Graceful for the Awoken, and Popping for Exos. And then she gave you the the toothbrush uh, and a shader. And again, the toothbrush is still a toothbrush. I believe we had a kind of smaller kind of quest last year of just going around and visiting vendors and giving them different things. So last year they did say don't pull a mask from your collections or vault before you visit Eva Levante, because she'll only offer you a 950 Power mask grader's Helmet. If you do, otherwise it would be like equivalent to you. So I think people that had held on to Mars from the previous year, I'll pull them out of my collections, I'll pull it out of my my vault and have it on my character. Eva would then only offer you the 950 version. Whereas if you didn't have any, you got like a 1200 power level item from her, which probably be the same this year because unless she's been completely reworked, things like this kind of end up sticking around in the code. Last year, because it was offered at the power cap and not the pinnacle power cap, people could infuse it up to the power cap if they wanted to. And that would cost you 500 candy to infuse it up. Uh, the roll that you get is fixed, or was last year. Uh, it's exactly the same roll as previous years. So I believe it was like mid 40s, 50s roll. So it wasn't a good stat roll for what we had. But I believe that they were all the same just in the different flavors. Don't forget to remember to equip the relevant mod on the Mask Raiders helmet before you do the Haunted activity this year as well, otherwise you won't get the benefits. The triumph last year many faces was to acquire the Fractured Traveler's Mask, the Varex mask, Exo Stranger and Anna Brain Mask and the Rat Traveller Mask and these were all in increments of different things. So the first one was 10 strange coins then it went to 20, 30, 40 and then 50. Again this year with what we said with the masks that were returning uh, it'd probably be the same thing and there'd be another kind of triumph to do that. The Restless Shell was 20 candy, the Tomb Rider was which was your Sparrow, which was 300 candy, and the wrap Speeder ship was 500 candy. If you wanted to get different Masqueraders helmets from Eva Levante, so you got your first free one, and you wanted to get it in a different flavor, it would cost you 100 glimmer, and it would only give you kind of a light level that was really basic. It wouldn't give you anything else. So it was one of those things like, you got one, but I'm guessing it'd be like whatever the... The power level, minimum power level, is like about 1,200. And then if you wanted to infuse it up, it would cost you the 500 additional uh, candy to infuse up. Uh, Epic Mystery Grab Bags were 1 Strange Coin and 300 candy. And the Mystery Grab Bags were 150 candy. Plus, as an added bonus, as it has been for like the last year and a half, Xbox Game Pass members get 10% discount on silver. So... If you purchase, if you go through the Xbox store to purchase through silver, you'll get a 10% discount on that. So if you want to buy some Fest of the Lost items that aren't available for Bright Dust, there you go, you get a little bit of a discount for just being on Xbox. So with the Fest of the Lost 2020 stuff, I can link the trailer for last year and Bungie Guide from 2021, which is where I got some of the information from for this year. Um, and Cool Guys Braytech Werewolf in-depth review, from last year if you are interested in looking at again these items might be coming back the werewolf and the horror story they might not but it's useful to know these things if you want to kind of know what to look out for and if they do come back they might have some better roles so yeah so before the twelve drop this week Bungie released a little um Blog posts updating us on the information of the Destiny Content Vault and what's going into it next season. So, last summer they introduced the Destiny Content Vault, which is the DCV. So, if you haven't heard of this, this is basically Bungie's way of taking content out of the game, improving it, and then potentially bringing it back in. Now, last year when they went over this, basically they told us that. All the stuff that is in Destiny One is in this Destiny content vault that they've been working on. They've they're slowly porting it over, then they're updating it, and then they may bring it into Destiny Two if they see that it's viable and it's something that we might want, like with the Vault of Glass. So they brought that back in the Legendaries tab. We now have access to the first raid that we had in Destiny One. And that's how they were able to bring it back with the Destiny content. Or
3: better or worse.
0: Yeah. Also, with the Destiny Content Vault, they took a lot of planets and a lot of activities out of the game to make way for what they said is, you know, new content coming in. So, when Beyond Light hit, there was a lot of planets that were taken out. Uh, We had Io, we had Mars, Mercury, and uh, Leviathan, which was a kind of big area, and that was all put into this Destiny Content Vault that we can't access until they say, "Oh, we're going to put that back in the game." So that's a brief. Overview of what the Destiny content vault. Have I missed anything else out, guys? That's
1: basically no, what at, it is. they didn't. They didn't bring. It's a misnomer They didn't bring the vault of glass out of the content vault. They brought the vault of glass from Destiny One. It hasn't gone into the content vault yet, as of this moment. I don't think we've no, no, seen no. anything come out of the content vault yet.
0: When they explained it to us last year, with the Destiny content vault, they said that Destiny One stuff is going to be in the content vault which is why they can then pull it across into destiny 2.
1: i mean that's an excuse but is it accurate though whatever i don't care i'm getting into semantics
2: it's all it's all stuff they've you know through through the history of destiny it's all stuff they've made that they can or cannot bring back into their current game that's basically what it is yeah you know we're getting into semantics whether it was here or not but it's it's all things bungie have created that have appeared in a destiny game of some sort
4: that
2: like the yeah, I'm sorry man
1: I'm trying to get hyped about it but I'm just I'm so afraid for the disappointment that I know is coming
2: it's, it's just a disappoint everybody uh. in every way so why bother bringing it back anyway
0: so the DCV was created to help us achieve our vision for the game through our trio of upcoming expansions and beyond so that's Witch Queen Lightfall and the final shape by cycling selected content into the DCV, the team has been able to focus on bringing new activities and adventures at an incredible pace, with weekly updates that introduce new gameplay wrinkles and new activities to enjoy that push the Destiny narrative forward. The impact of the DCV can be seen throughout Destiny 2, very popular new activities such as battlegrounds that have persisted through year four, to innovations that have made the routine experience of Destiny better for every player. For example, the DCV has provided a great deal of technical breathing room, that the team is devoted to important improvements to the Destiny experience. Upgrades such as drastically reducing our patch response times, improving load times, offering quicker access to UI such as your inventory or the map and other links directly to the opportunities that the DCV created for the team. They wanted to let us know what they're gonna be updating in our DCV.
2: Throwing things into the vault, not of glass, but of Destiny content.
0: Yes. Looking ahead, looking behind. Following the release of our 30th anniversary celebration in December, Year 5 of Destiny 2 launches on February 22, 2022, which we have now named Tuesday. Get it? Because it's a bunch of twos. I've stolen that from somebody. (laughs) I did tell you who I was going to steal it from, but I can't remember now. Anyway, in addition to all that brand new content, we're bringing a carefully curated selection of content out of the DCV, including a classic raid, two PvP maps from Destiny 2 and one classic PvP map from the original Destiny, which they did tell us about that were they were going to do when they laid out what was happening with the Witch Queen. They haven't given us times or dates when these things will be appearing. I think they did say something like the two maps from Destiny 2 would be coming, was it the first season in the Witch Queen? And then I think the second season would be the PvP map from Destiny 1. They did lay it out, but they're not. Not rehashing what they they already said. They're just saying, this is what apparently is coming back. Again, the same thing with the raids. They say it's a classic raid, but then does that mean it's a classic raid from Destiny 1? Or does it mean it's a classic raid from Destiny 2? They're being very so ambiguous about, that, about this. Are they, though? Hear me out. Hear me out. Right? Okay.
1: So if you've noticed, they're bringing back a lot of Wrath of the Machine type stuff. We've got another Wrath of the Machine Sparrow. We have another Wrath of the Machine Ghost. We have Wrath of the Machine Ship. Another one. Right. So,
0: where? where have we had another one of these? Ha-
3: hell in the store right now.
0: Is it?
4: Yeah.
3: Here, I'll show you. Right. That's oh. not the store. Come on, door. Bam! Right here. God. Come on. Come on. Come
1: on. Come on. Come on. So Let's you're saying right
2: it's gonna be uh, gonna be Curtis end is what you're saying.
1: Um. Well, I'm hoping it's gonna be another Wrath of the Machine. You know. <laughs> i mean because in d1 that that was probably my favorite raid you know mechanically speaking visually speaking i mean i i liked the whole thing like that was the first raid that i actively was a part of every week you know i was looking forward to it even after i got the stuff i wanted even after i've got the the outbreak and everything like that i would still go into there
0: and just do the raid because i just thought it was fun it's more war mind stuff looking on your stream that is more.
1: I mean, Warmind, Siva, Warmind and Mars. Today. No, yeah, no, different,
0: yeah. different, but not the same.
1: No, they're 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 all triangular. <laughs> it's just this one doesn't have tendrils Warmind. and stuff going on it. Warmind. No, Siva, Siva, Warmind. Mind and Mars.
0: That that reminds me of with you. Oh, know, yeah. Escalation protocol.
1: I mean, you're entitled to be wrong. It's fine. Um, yeah. I still, <laughs> I look at it and I'm thinking and I'm wishing Wrath of the Machine. That's, that's all I'm saying, right? You could get a Wrath of the Machine, because, granted, even though it's not covered in SIVA, Wrath of the Machine was all about the, the, the shapes and the triangles and this and that and the other. So if that had SIVA all over it, you'd agree with me. But just because it doesn't yeah. have SIVA, you're like, oh, oh it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 Mars. Well, Mars isn't coming back. Do you know what it is? Wrath of the Machine, I hope.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think, story-wise... They, it would make more sense to either bring King's Fall or Crota's End back to fit in with Savathun and Zivir Arath. But they didn't bring Vault of Glass back just to fit in with the story, so they could just do whatever they want with the Legendaries tab. So um, I think it's going to be a raid from Destiny 1, but it it could be any of the raids that have been DCV'd from Destiny 2. So, you know, we could have the Scourge of the Past come back. We could have have leviathan we could have had eater of welds any of those ones that were on leviathan come back and just be put in the dcv because i think we'll, we'll probably cover it later on but there are hints that callus may be returning which is quite interesting as part of story beats that are coming further down the line and hopefully Bungie have listened to feedback from the community of saying you know you brought back the vault of glass it it could have tied in with the season, but you didn't tie in with the season to make more sense. They could bring back Crota's End. They could bring back King's Fall and tie it in with the the season or the, the expansion for that, you know, couple of months of this is the reason why this is back in the game. Oh, they could just use it as a legendary stab. But I'd like to see it as part of a story kind of beat. What, you what would you
3: prefer comes back?
0: Well, it depends. It depends on how they want to tie in with the story. No, no, no. Story aside, right? Let's assume whatever
1: they bring back, they can tie into the story. You, personally speaking, what raid do you want them to bring
0: back? I'd like them to bring both of them back, but I'd like Crota's End to be returned as a dungeon. And Eris want to explain. Eris... Is I... that the I'd...
1: one where, where you could solo him with a sword?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'd... yeah what I'd like. a long strike. Yeah, yeah. What I'd like is like uh, one of those new graphic uh, cutscenes we you know where they do the the painted drawing kind of thing. Uh-huh. Come up on the screen, Eris narrates it and says, "You know, this is what happened when," and kind of teleports us back to wherever the you know quotas end start. So we start in the throwaway kind of bit, and it's just like this new dungeon that we can go through just to experience it as you know what it originally was and if they if that's how they want to kind of if they want to bring it back as it was then have it as a dungeon but if they want to make it into a raid i think it needs to be something that's expanded upon so where we go through the throwaway and you went through those big doors that just blinding light as you ran towards it it took you to somewhere else first before you then did the gates and the the bridge and and things like that so it expanded so it made it longer i think that would be interesting
1: What was the... uh, um...
0: That maybe Arath has kind of twisted it to give it a bit more part of the story. Uh, King's Fall, I think you could bring back, but then that... That's the one where you go
1: into the dream world and you fight the giant version of... uh, Oryx. Yeah, Oryx. Oryx. That's that one, right? Where you fight the giant Oryx? Okay, yeah. That was fun. I was just thinking about that. I was going to ask you what it was called, so I'm glad you brought it up. That would be another good one to have, because it was fun. I
2: just think, but, yeah, but it if you bring
1: that back, you got it. You have to bring back the freaking weapon that killed you. What was it called? Um,
0: touch of malice,
1: touch of malice. Exactly. Yes, but they have to bring that back. I want to see so many people kill themselves. With there was that.
0: lots <laughs> of lore with the touch of malice <laughs> that you had to go and go and collect all over the Leviathan, yeah. But like Not Leviathan, sorry, you if, if they're bringing a the they can just make it a raid drop, you know, yeah. But then I think that takes away from the lore.
1: Well, I mean, bringing back any old raid is going to take away from the lore. The people weren't there to get the lore to begin with, you know? I mean, look at look at Vault of Glass. Where's the lore there? They just brought back Vault of Glass, and now we're taking it, right? Vault of Glass had a lot behind it, especially considering it was the first raid Destiny ever made. But they just brought yeah. it back, and people are doing it. Where's the lore? You know? Don't bring back King's Fall. <laughs> Joker disagrees heavily. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I liked it,
2: man. I liked I liked the aesthetic. Did you not enjoy the ship jumping puzzle? Everyone enjoyed the ship jumping puzzle.
1: The one yeah, that knocked you ev- off into space? was
2: Everyone's favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: I mean, once you know the path, you don't get knocked off into space. It's fine.
0: I think, I mean, it, saying that, though, I mean, no, ignore what I'm going to say. No, so go ahead. On.
3: Say it.
1: You you can't well, you can't start it and then and then not finish off. You know, well, you're giving us gonna... you're giving us audio blue balls. Come on, you <laughs> gotta finish
3: it.
0: Yeah, but I was gonna say, we if you remember back with Destiny One, the way that they created the raids in Destiny One is that they created the hard version first, and then they scaled it back to a normal version. And I think it would be easier for them to bring those raids into Destiny Two with people th- kind of. Thirsting over the fact that they want harder content, so that's why we've got like the two versions of the Vault of Glass. We've got the master version and the regular version. So it would make sense to bring back like the the original Destiny One um, raids because there are those two versions there to bring over, which is you know easier, I think, than making the other ones harder. Because if you remember Leviathan. It was just mm. kind of, wasn't it just kind of scaled up in how much damage output they were doing? There, there was a few slight mechanic changes with with the palace um, in his throne world and the way that you captured plates in the baths and things like that. There was slight variations, but it wasn't, they built the the hard mode first and then scaled it back to normal so that when we first had it, we could all play on normal version. And then if we wanted to, we could then go into the, the harder versions. I'd like to see that because that's what they've kind of started with the Vault of Glass, bringing those back and having the master versions. But yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see both of them back. One as a dungeon, one as a raid. And tie it in with the story. Maybe at the end that when you destroy Oryx, it turns into Xeva Wrath. It's not Oryx at the end and she kind of just dissipates into smoke and laughs, you know, that you know this big bad is coming at some point if we don't take her out at the end of this season or at the end of witch queen because if the story beats continue with Savathoon being the big bad for the whole of next year then ultimately ziva wrath is going to have to play a part or be introduced at some point to be a big bad um for us to kind of take on you can't just leave another big bad out there to to do whatever they want to do
1: I mean. The darkness is still out there doing whatever it wants to do.
0: Yeah, no, but I'm saying we we in destiny history we kind of we meet the big bad we beat, defeat the big bad the big bad's gone. But with yeah what we talking, think,
1: but apparently big yeah. bads keep coming back. That's what I'm saying. Like hell, even even the last raid we thought that guy was dead and he comes back as a freaking exo. You know. Yeah. So I mean, we thought we killed what's his, inside his throne world, but yet somehow he's coming back later too. It's like. You know,
0: we, no, that, we we've thought we've Arth, killed a lot of people, Arth, but apparently not. I just told you that Oryx is dead, but I think but he can with be brought back. He also told us like, that yeah, the sword yes. logic he can be brought back. So yeah. I'm just like, but yeah. Anyway, we're getting way off the 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 vaulting part of it. <laughs> so beginning beginning on February twenty second, two thousand and twenty two, or Tuesday, the Forsaken campaign and the Tangled Shore destinations will enter the DCV. So, side note on this, the Dreaming City destination will continue to be available. And with that, that does mean that anything that is on the Dreaming City will still be available, including the raid, including all the Lost Sectors and things like that. Because I think bringing... I think that's why they only did one Lost Sector on the Tangled Shore as a, like... um,
2: As a legendary.
0: That's the word. As a legendary. Because I thought that was strange that you've got all those other lost sectors and then they've they've only done one. It's like, well, I've only done one. That makes no sense. But then it makes sense. You know, they don't want to put time and effort into doing all of them and then just go, oh, we're voting that in six months time. There's no point in doing that. So it kind of did make sense.
2: Yeah, they've they've pulled, you know, they've pulled the crow off the tingled shore. There's not a whole lot
0: going on on the tingled shore anymore. So, it,
2: yeah, right out of the it's story. Not- Send it into the vault.
0: Yeah. So along with year four seasonal content, including the presage and the harbinger exotic missions. So if you haven't, you've got your dead man's tail at the moment, or if you haven't got your hawk moon, now's the time to kind of try and see if you can grab one of those. Uh, those missions are quite easy to look for on LFG. If you haven't got a group, I've seen a lot this past week going no mic, just want a quick run through. You can get it on the the normal versions of each of those. So. Have a go at trying to get those. They understand the unique value of these definitively Destiny experiences and are investigating ways to reprise and create new, exciting, exotic, special missions within Destiny 2 for the future. I suppose, I mean, it doesn't really make sense that the Harbinger one disappears because that's on the EDZ. So, but they're saying that they need to make space for, you know, the Witch Queen expansion and its new Throne World destination and all the weapon crafting that's coming and the new legendary difficulty campaign and the glaive weapon archetypes plus all the additional content that they've planned for, se- for the new year with four new seasons starting in February. Yeah. They just keep reiterating it starting February and they need to take stuff out of the game to put more stuff in. Right, the well,
2: well, and I think too, because those, the Harp, the, um, not the harbinger. the Dead Man's tail, and the Hawkmoon are the two exotics we have that can get random roles in the game. removing that entire mechanic from the game has got to make something easier as we're getting, you know, the weapon crafting and the glaive and all that good stuff coming into it. I'm sure they looked at that and said, okay, we have these two, just like the Telesto is the outlier that breaks everything all the time. We have these two exotic weapons as outliers going, these are the only two with random rolls. That's a whole like system and subsystem and whatever we can remove from the game, a whole thing we don't have to, to worry about or tweak around or build or figure out what perks are on there. We can just remove them. And that makes, you know, something a little bit easier to deal with in the future. And yeah, and they've been around for a while. Like you're either running them or you're not running. Some of us still don't have the Hawkmoon because they don't really care. And some of (laughs) us have run Dead Man's Tale once because they got it and said, okay, I have it. Meh, moving on with life.
1: Well, So it's like, like if if you're
2: going to run it by now, you're going to run it. If you're not going to run it, you are never going to anyway. Keeping it around for another six years isn't going to change that.
1: Like I've run it a few times. I have four of five rolls of the Hawkmoon. the, the Hawkmoon default role and the Dead Man's Tale default role are better in range and stability than all the other roles I've gotten thus far. So I'm just They're like, not, well, you've, no, got, yeah, my no, roles have. Your roles, yes, Okay. Yes. So, right. I mean, that just yeah. the hell out of me. It's like, so far, the question marks have been better than everything I've gotten so far.
2: You know? Yeah, well, man, that's a feast of famine with the random roles. It's their random roles. They could be randomly good or randomly horrible. And you have to run these over and over and over again to find out, or just say there's other guns in the game. I can move
0: on and don't forget with the Harbinger mission you can do it on all three characters once a week to get three different versions of the Hawk Moon, whereas the dead man's tail you can only do one pressage mission each week on your whole account to get one dead man's tail, so yeah, I mean, it does reward you with a pinnacle power both of them do at the moment to reward you with the pinnacle power drop as well as the exotic so you get the exotic every single time you run it each week uh, for the presage and three times on the harbinger mission so if you are looking to get your pinnacle power up there's another way to try and do that and tick that box to get that exotic um but yeah hopefully they bring it back somehow i think with taking some of the the stuff out of the game i think it's I don't want to say spaghetti code, but you know what I mean when they do take it out of the game. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it is spaghetti code. But I think when they they do take it out of the game, I think there are other reasons why they're taking them out of the game to maybe make it easier for when they do want to put it back in the game. If
2: you see what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly where I was thinking, is we have these two weapons that are absolute outliers. They're the only two exotics that can randomly roll. That's a whole exotic random roll system you can remove from the game. Or you can you know, re- rework. Maybe they say, hey, we, we wrote this. It's got bugs and problems and whatever. We'd like to improve it. Let's just remove the whole thing because we can remove this piece without breaking you know, half of the game looking at you, Telesto. I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for them just to say, we're going to vault Telesto for six months while we um just rewrite it from the ground up because, oh boy. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's not like I couldn't use it, right? Just rebuild right. the Telesto from the ground up. Just delete it from the game and rebuild it. Yeah. Just, you know? just
2: just just vault it. You know, you know, give give me a display case in my vault or you know, in my ship that I can go and travel into and look at my lovely Telesto in its display case. And, you know, then I can reopen it <laughs> on, you know, <laughs> sometime well, sometime in 2023 and we can bring it back out again and love it. I, I love my Telesto But I also understand if you need to fix a very broken thing, fix a very broken thing because it will make things better. Yeah.
1: Just uh so, just give a whole another weapon the telesto perk until you fix the telesto.
2: There you or, go. Or or just telesto into the Gallarhorn being the gallhorn have a shoot telesto bolts. Boom, done.
1: Hey, you know what? Now it's telesto now, it's telesto now it's You are not wrong,
0: sir. <laughs> so we we will probably cover this again uh, coming up to the witch queen, but just to let you guys know that most of year 4 seasonal content will be vaulted. But what is sticking around in year 5 is the proving grounds strike and the battlegrounds activities they are going to be putting those into a like a new strike vanguard operations thing so there will be battlegrounds and strikes in what i think currently is the the strike node for doing three strikes to get your pinnacle Um, that playlist will be free for all players In addition, the Warden of Nothing Strike will remain in the game and be available to all players for free. So this is the one that is on the Tangled Shore at the moment where you go into the Prison of Elders. That will still be, I guess, in the Strike playlist or this new Battlegrain Vanguard Operations playlist because you won't be able to go to the Tangled Shore and select it. So it's got to live somewhere. So it's going to live there, I guess, unless it goes into the Legends tab as well if you want to play it. Just can it, you it like, can it you will
1: like select it manually though? If you want to go to that very specific strike, or do you have to wait for it to come up in the rotation? Because that's going to suck.
2: Probably in the rotation. Because I mean, it, it will live right next to those Titan Gambit maps that live, um, you know, on Titan that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it'll it'll live days. right there next to them, wherever that is.
1: <laughs> and have, have a little tab that says depreciated planets.
0: <laughs> and lastly, I know you're all worried about what's happening with Spider. Never fear. Spider's currency exchange function will be taken over by Master Rahul in the tower when the Tangle nice. Toys is moved to the DCV.
3: Dang it doesn't
0: say anything about what's happening with Spider, but listening to some of the story beats in the past couple of weeks, it sounds like Marosov's got it in for Spider. So oh, boy, does she. Either he's going to be... Or he's just going to do a runner and hide. I guess he's going to do a runner and hide because he's a he's a wily kind of guy. He is. But he so is Mara. So yeah, he survived all this time. He wasn't no. hunting him yet.
2: No, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody, ever dies in the Destiny universe. They just fade away and come oh,
0: back. Oh no! You know you say that, but apparently somebody is going to die this season. There, there is some law that, yeah, that says no, somewhere
1: we are losing an NPC. That is a fact. We're losing somebody.
2: Which actor is tired gonna... of voicing those lines?
1: <laughs> Spider. <laughs> God, I wish it was Zavala. Don't get me wrong, I love the voice actor himself, but I hate uh, Zavala as an, as an NPC. I really do.
2: Lance Riddick is a beloved man. He will never abandon us.
1: Who? Oh, yeah. They're
2: the actor, yeah. The, hey. the voice actor who or Hawthorne.
1: Hey. Hawthorne, I'm not really a fan of her either.
2: She's just a bird. The bird does she, all the work.
1: She, she's a human that has a... a, a, a A bad spot for Guardians. And I understand why,
0: don't get me wrong. But, you know, go away. A question I do have, and I don't know if you guys can answer this at the moment. No. With the the Truth Rocket Launcher. Mm. Now, I believe that there is a a part of that quest that takes place on the Warden of Nothing, where you have to go and shoot those little uh, orbs to create the platforms at the end to go and collect a chest. Now, I can't remember if any of the other quest steps are on the Tangled Shore. Do you remember this or not?
1: Uh, No, but you should be able to buy that now, can't you? I
4: don't yeah. know.
0: Speaking
1: honestly. of which, can I buy the Terrible? Oh my god, I think you just reminded me.
0: You can buy the Terrible. Well, no, 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 I mean like, do I the have enough tru- currency? Truth is, no. There. He's in the I middle, do. Of, no, no, in I middle of Gambit. When you get to the tower, yeah. after, after you've finished playing your game, Go to the tower and check for us to see if you can buy the truth from there. Yeah, we'll have a live update. But the 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 other one step
2: one step one of the truth was um, from the season of opulence was go complete a menagerie run. So Uh, already we've got some problems. So yeah, yeah.
0: what about that whole? um... Yeah, I I thought maybe that was one of the ones that was taken out, but the one I definitely know.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You had that whole kiosk of missions to go
0: get like exotic weapons and stuff right
2: that,
1: yeah,
0: that that's what we've asked you to go and check in a second right but the one that i do know that's going to be affected quite heavily is the wish bow because there is a oh. part where you have to go to toland on the tangled shore up in that top corner the i can't remember what it's called and you go on a secret mission with all the question marks which is at the back of one of the um uh wrathborn hunts that I think it was cross, or somebody glitched through the wall and went, oh my God, there's this whole area through the, this back of the wall. And it was like, yeah, man, that's the question mark, question mark, question mark. If, if you've done the wish endo, we've already been on that mission. Ah, <laughs> uh... so yeah, the, there is that one of the steps. I know that you have to do that and then you have to then go into the shattered realm and uh, the, the the dungeon on the Dreaming City. Which is still going to be there. You, you're still going to have the dungeon. You're still going to have the, the raid, The Last Wish. But that quest step, I know, takes place on the Tangled Shore. So maybe that's one of the ones that they're going to have to kind of either move or it's going to be... Because it was a mission, I guess maybe it could be something that is kept out of the DCV. But once you get to that step, it automatically takes you to the area. Because that's what it does. When you go to the Tangled Shore, you kind of you click on Toland and it takes you into a mission kind of thing. So, maybe it is something that they're going to keep around. So, it'd be interesting to hear a bit more clarification of what um, what's actually going to be affected by the Tangled Shaw being vaulted. I'd like a bit yeah. more clarification. Yeah, it could DMG be one
2: of those things. Do this and... <laughs> yeah, 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 it could be one of the things where, where they just auto complete that step for you or yeah, or yeah, or redo that quest and say, hey, which is also the infuriating thing about trying to look up how did we do that quest back then because it's changed 16 times between now and then. No, right. I think
0: that one still stayed the same, but it, you had to go in there and defeat the three bosses and get the three talismans. Then you took mm-hmm. the three talismans into the dungeon and then place the talismans on the statues as you progressed yep. through to then collect the Wish Ender halfway through, which was quite good because that was really that really got people thrown, didn't it? Because you thought, oh, I've I've completed that, I've I've got the Wish Ender bow from the statue, and then it was like, oh no, there's exactly. this whole other area we drop down into. Oh this dungeon hasn't finished and you continued on didn't you to um was it dulancara mm-hmm. yeah so yep. th- that was that was really good fun things like that but yeah it'd be interesting to hear a bit more clarification on things like that
2: do you want to relive the campaign there's still a chance I to do. relive the forsaken campaign because they're making it f- on
0: all characters
2: well in case you haven't or for some reason want to do it again they made it available or they will make it available free for all Players from December seventh until it enters the vault in February, so you'll have those couple of months to go relive the Forsaken campaign, the epic narrative, and experience the origins of aldrin Sol before he became the Crow, and then maybe you'll have a little more idea of what's going on right now. And beginning on uh, beginning December seventh, the Forsaken pack will become available for purchase, which will include access to the Last Wish raid, the Shattered Throne dungeon, as well as access to all the Forsaken exotics. Now, this Forsaken pack will include three Forsaken Ciphers, which can be used to instantly unlock your choice of Forsaken Exotics, not including the raid or Dungeon ones in the exotic kiosk. Now, everybody who has previously purchased Forsaken will automatically own the Forsaken pack. So if you have Forsaken, you don't have to buy it again. You'll automatically own it, and you will receive your three Forsaken Ciphers directly in your inventory. And If you already have every Forsaken Exotic weapon, these ciphers will be converted into Ascendant Shards. So basically, it's the, Ascend- it's the Forsaken catch-up pack. If you've played Forsaken and you were missing something, not from a Raider dungeon, here's your chance to get it for free, and if not, uh, here's some Ascendant Shards for you. Go enjoy.
0: And as Respawn's still playing Gambit and hasn't looked at his chat, I'd like to thank you can Golden buy, God. You can yeah. buy it.
1: I did look at the chat. I just didn't want to interrupt.
0: would <laughs> like to thank Golden God for letting us know that you can buy the Truth Rocket Launcher, so... I I thought that was the case. I do re- vaguely remember them saying something about that because of the quest steps. But yeah, we'll see with the wish ender bow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now it's interesting because they do say because our forsaken exotics are the Cerberus plus one, which no one remembers. The wish ender bow,
0: they had the the, the, the
1: shotgun auto rifle. rifle. Yeah,
2: right. The wish yeah. ender bow, which you know, I'm I'm guessing we're counting as a dungeon exotic because you have to get parved through the dungeon. The Trinity Ghoul bow. 1,000 Voices, obviously Raid Exotic, the Malfeasance will be available, your Ace of Spage, your queen Queenbreaker, your Two-Tailed Fox, the Chaperone, Lord of Wolves, Black Talon, Wave Splitter, and then armor that we don't care about for this purpose. So there's a Ace number of space. good things part in part there.
0: That mission was on Titan. You had to go and get Caged Chests, wasn't it? So I think that one would already been either put into the thing at the tower that you can go and collect the... Exotic, so you could go and buy the exotics for the ciphers. So I think yeah. that one was already kind of taken out, but it says not including raid and dungeon exotics. So your 1000 voices or 1k won't be available. And I'm guessing the wish ender because that is a dungeon exotic.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. I'm guessing they count the dungeon, but the Trinity goal will be up for grabs. So yeah, so I mean, you're, you're basically getting three free exotic Ooh, Trinity tokens. Cool.
1: And, and if you're new, light um, the Tikus
2: that was, not part, that was not part of the list. Yeah. I knew yeah, that. Stop throwing out guessing. names not nope. a forsaken exotic yeah 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 but there's some good stuff in that forsaken exotic pool that you're gonna get three tokens just to go pick up for free you know again once you buy the forsaken pack if you didn't know forsaken or if you owned forsaken and didn't get those for whatever reason those will be available to you and yeah. uh yeah you know and then that it'll bring us into 2022 and they're very happy with how 2021 went and uh they thank us for playing and uh yeah, 30th anniversary, which queen expansion, season have redacted. As well as those stories that are a bit further away, you know, like we've mentioned Lightfall, Final Shape, and everything that follows. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what's happening with our Destiny content vault update. Which really, I think, um, I think Kingsley Mac retweeted somebody on Twitter, the Mano Destra, who put it yeah. really simply in a way that I appreciated. They tweeted, Bungie can either vault three-year-old content that is really played, or players without PCs, next-gen consoles, huge hard drives, and also the development and consistent reliable updates and expansions to the game. Seems easy to me. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, take, I've had a lot of stuff where people- you sacrifice the new stuff. It's basically what that boils down to.
0: I've heard a lot of people complaining on Twitter and, and things like that. We're not going to kind of get into that. But if you look at it as this is a game that you've had a chance to play for that amount of time it's a bit like going to see a film in in the cinema you pay you go and see the film you enjoy it you don't then go oh i've got the arse when it comes on tv like three years later it's like stuff's going to happen stuff like this happens all the time this is you know the reality that we're in stuff has to go away to make space for other stuff so you you had your chance to play unfortunately if you you came in late you, you came in a bit late but they are giving you three months To kind of get into it and play it. And yes, they've said that, you know, the campaign will be free, but other stuff you will have to purchase. Because Forsaken came along with the Dreaming City, which is still sticking around, then you will still need to kind of purchase those parts of it to actually play those parts.
2: That's your carrot at the end of the
0: stick. Yeah. But if you have Xbox Game Pass, I believe Forsaken... Mm -hmm. Shadow Keep and Beyond Light mm-hmm. are all included in the mm-hmm. Xbox. No, you're
3: making <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
1: What the hell did we devolve
0: into? Yeah. So, should we move into this week at Bungie for the seventh of October, twenty twenty? Yeah,
1: it's only taken us an hour and twenty minutes to get here.
2: Sure, seems, a, seems like a sensible place to go next, right?
0: because although they talk about the Destiny Content Vault again and say, you know, here's a link to it, we will link it in our show notes if you want to go and read it, but we have kind of gone over it and done it to death at the moment. Um, They talk about the Grandmaster Nightfalls that have kicked off this week with the Hallowed Lair. And um, although they've tried to entice us with double loot, I have tried. I have... <laughs> I, have, I have watched so many guides this week. I just have ask Fuzz. Guides... Fuzz and his crew did it a bunch this week. Why don't you just ask yeah. him? Yes, but I don't think Fuzzco actually likes doing it. Um, I believe the word was... Those screams. <laughs> I've, I've inserted noise there.
2: So, yeah. so, so, so for, the, for those of us low-level... Schlubs who who have not even set foot into a grandmaster of the season. What light level do you need to be at to to step foot into it? And thirteen
1: forty five is the lowest you can possibly be. The recommended is thirteen seventy five.
2: Okay,
0: right. But the thing is, it's one of those things that is capped. So regardless of your power level, you could be thirteen ninety, and the game doesn't care. The game says no, sorry you're at 13.45, even if you've grinded out that blooming I mean, season pass mm-hmm. and things like that, it, you are capped at, at whatever you, you know, as long as you've yeah. met the minimum requirements, the minimum requirements are that. You still get one shot by all the snipers. You still get exploded by mini-screeps. Now, this is the new mechanic that they've put in, especially for the Grandmasters. that I think it's a raider or one of the one of the low-level things that you see a lot of that charge at you as well. Which doesn't help. Mm-hmm. So if you melee that person, a mini scream mm-hmm. comes out and immediately explodes on you and kills you. Oh so... don't, don't let the mini part of the mini scream for you.
1: You still die. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mini or not, you're done. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
2: you'll become a critter. Uh...
0: But they they are only in the Grand Master. So if you're doing up to legendary and master, they're not in there. But the grandmasters, I've watched so many guides this week. Even Fallout, I think, even on the like the little screenshot of his videos, like no, just just don't do it unless you really want to do it. <laughs> just don't do it, kind of thing. It's like, and I have included quite a few guides in our show notes. I mean, I'll go over a few of them because they are handy. They are useful if you can get a team that can stay alive in the boss room. Every team that I've run with this week, we've been so competent. We've been amazing up until the boss room and then mm-hmm. it, we we followed the, you know we followed the guides of going down one side doing this going around it's literally a dance in that in that room running around in circles but if a mini is under the floor because there's a, a bug where these mini will go under the floor and just kill you and explode and you've missed it then you know that could be a, a potential wipe of the whole team so I've got to the boss room so many times this week with LFG Quits, which has been an absolute nightmare with Xbox Live because Xbox Live, for the whole week, you can look on LFG, you can send a message saying, yes, I'm interested, but they can't send you anything. You're lucky if you get a party invite. Some of the people you were getting party invites from, so you were able to join their party and talk to them, but they couldn't get you into their game. Um, It had to be... You had to open your... Was it because of cosplay or... Yeah, you know, this was Xbox just on YouTube. Xbox. It was just Xbox and Xbox players. Oh. It, it was an issue with that. Uh, so some people were jumping into game chat, and that wasn't working for some people. So there was a whole amount of issues with that. It was just a lot of people were just going, "No mic." We're just doing master runs. Anyway, so there are quite a few tips and tricks with the Nightfall this week. Uh, Kimber Prime has break the tether shield with one shot in the Hollowed layer. This is with the Arbalest, apparently the Arbalest will work in the Grandmasters. One shot from one player will take out that shield and drop you wherever you are. So you don't necessarily need to kind of take down um, Fickrell's shield and uh, panic when he kind of stomps and does electric everywhere. Apparently the Arbalist works really well with that, so Kimber Prime's got a video on that. Above did a really good um, guide for it, going over loadouts and team composition and weapons to run. Again, I've followed all of these ones, and it's not the team, it's just the bugginess of these mini screbes and just the unluckiness of spawns that just don't help. <laughs> so, I think Bungie really do need to address that. Uh, I tried running the Telesto because Lucky Tempe, in one of his videos, did a Grandmaster uh, with Telesto builds, which was really helpful. You know, it took out quite a lot of the mini screbes, which was really good. So, I've linked that video. Uh, Cheese Forever did a Uh, entrance skip so if you're lucky enough to sparrow past the in the entrance you can actually sparrow past most of the enemies to get behind them to start off with which was really cool and legionless also did a holiday grandmaster guide um, and i'll link that in the show notes going over again team composition and weapons and loadouts to run so if you are going to kind of do these when they come up with the node of selecting or if I can get this podcast out in time for this week, um, have a look at these and and see what you can kind of do. But unless you're chasing the Conqueror Seal, it's, it's, uh, you know, I tried, I tried, I I was enticed with the double loot and you can still get the double loot on the the masters and the legendary and the hero. It's just, yeah, I I knew, I knew what I was getting myself into. You've broken this map. Yeah. I knew what I was getting myself in. To be fair, it doesn't take much to break him, but... <laughs> but it's... Oh, yeah. It's it's a hard one, and you I'm looking... You
1: finish the sentence!
0: Oh. Oh, I'm good. looking forward to an easier Grandmaster next week. Although, they're not easy, but, you know, with... Wait, um,
1: you did say easy-er, so that quality. Easy-er.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, there,
2: there, may, there may be some... real if not relief on the horizon, there may be some. I don't know. Bungie may have improved the size of that carrot at the end of that stick. Not to say it's easier, but there may be. It may give you some renewed vigor after next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've the, got Lake the, of Shadows, the, the which is a lot might quicker. Might be worth
3: the squeeze.
0: Might yeah. Be. I mean, when you consider a run on the Grandmasters, if you're kind of taking it. Each room, bit by bit, and trying to do it as best you can without dying as many times as you can, because I think it gives you forty-five minutes before like darkness envelops you. And we were getting to the boss room with a good ten minutes left on the clock. So we had some runs. We had like eleven lives stored up, but it was just that final room, just an absolute nightmare. And, and chewed um, through every last one of them very quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> and when when you look at like the time you like you spent 40 minutes and you don't get anything for it and i know that's the whole game mm-hmm. of it but it i know it, it's trying it's to get the feel yeah. i know it's trying to get the feel of the original destiny 1 with the nightfalls if you will die you will go to orbit but some of these rooms just yeah anyway made by sadists. made by sadists yes. or masochists. there you go so looking mm-hmm. back to season of the lost we have some content on the horizon. So next week there will be some challenge to embrace with the Shattered Realm. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be dangerous to go alone, so you might want to call up a friend for some assistance. No. Nope. So this is what we're this is what we're talking about with the uh, selecting the, the different levels of the hollowed layer. Not the hollowed Lair. I don't have any friends. The shattered me. realm. I I think there's um some triumphs to collect for that. I think there's a couple of hidden ones, so have a look at that. And then what makes me laugh is I thought this would be the week where we discuss Festival of the Lost, which is our, you know, seasonal event for the next month. But it's like, no, Festival of the Lost is making its debut. Um, They don't have a full reveal yet, but they've got an awesome ghost shell preview accompanied with an interview by its artist. (laughs)
1: Louis
0: Yepes. is it? I, I guess I'm I'm butchering the name. I do apologise.
1: This is the ghost shell he's talking about, right here, guys. Has we'll done call a him day Lewis. of,
0: yeah, Lewis. He's designed a Day of the Dead ghost shell, which will be available for either bright dust or silver when it comes up in the Eververse store. I'm guessing it's going to be silver probably for the first week or two, and then probably the final week it'll be available for bright dust. But it looks really, really cool. Um, and they go into a bit of detail about how he came up with the design and a bit of uh, a bit about himself and how long he's been playing destiny and you know other art that he does you can click on some of the links to have a look at the stuff stuff that he's done but it's really cool um so i it's definitely worth going and having a look if you're interested in art and some of the designs that they do but this is an independent artist that has come kind of been commissioned to come in and design this for Bungie. this is an in in house designer so it it's nice that they've actually got somebody from the community to come in and do this and I wish this this would be something more that they kind of open up to the community of like designing emblems I mean how many times have we heard respawn go I don't like that emblem it, it looks trash it, I mean some of the some of the ones I think they want to create an emblem <laughs> and, do, man. yeah no but well, I, I'm I with you. sometimes okay they want to create an emblem they want to get it out as fast because they want to kind of maybe do like the fashion week <laughs> <laughs> and they go, right, you, there, you've got 10 minutes to design one. Get it out. We need it in the twelve in, in half an hour. And somebody just does one. And I th- sometimes that, that's the way it feels. And I don't want to disrespect an artist for what they do. But sometimes it, it feels like that with... You with, know, we
1: have, we have an entire lack of dragons in this game. Considering how hunters are represented by a serpent, I would really like more serpent dragon emblems in this game. That's all I'm saying. We have a severe lack of dragons
3: in this game on emblems and in general.
0: Yeah. So if you want to have a look at the um, interview, I will link the TWAB in the show notes, but you can also look at his awesome page. and I'll also link in the show notes to so have a look at his art, but the Cavalier Shell will become available uh, when the Festival of Lost begins on the 12th of October. And apparently there's going to be a trailer dropped on Tuesday. If you want to have a look at that, when that goes live. So that'll probably be about an hour before the event goes live and it'll show you some dino armor. And that's it. Uh,
2: And respawn can could be mad all over again. So, so nineteen. team, I have a very important. How much do you want to design something for destiny? Emblem ghost shell. How much in your heart of hearts do you want to make something for this game?
0: Uh, well i kind of do i do a podcast
2: well, right right but, 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 but i mean you you as one of us who actually has some artistic talent like is this something yeah. you look at you look at and go that's the thing i love to do or do you look at that and go that's cool but not for me and i'm asking just because i'm genuinely curious okay yeah
1: i mean i need yeah, I mean... To get some dragon
2: artwork uh there uh bud <laughs> have you
0: have, have you seen the little to this Oh, no I, no seriously i, <laughs> I would, would yeah it, if if this was a job i i would really embrace it because uh, you know it would be a, kind of a passion for me to to play the game and design stuff that could be in the game um that's yeah. why i don't want to disrespect any of the artists that actually do work on it any of the emblems i mean everybody's got their own taste when they like respawn says you know he absolutely hates some of the the emblems some of the emblems i don't like i you, you feel like it's something that's just been put there just to fill in that gap. Right. You you know, as an artist, that's not how it works. You've actually put a lot of time and effort and design into that. And for somebody to turn around and say, I hate that because I just, it it looks like it's been done in five minutes. Sometimes it's hurtful, but yeah, it's just.
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not 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 trying to make artists feel bad or anything, but some of them are extremely lackluster, dude. Yeah. I mean, what do you want, man? You come out with a, with a brown emblem that's got a couple of squares on it. Yeah, that's that's cool. You know? Now, the one that had toast on it, it makes sense that that was, like, brown or whatever, right? That was thematic. But some of the ones that aren't thematic that are just... They're, they're just ugly. I'm sorry. I mean, do better. Whatever. I mean...
0: Obviously, Bungie can't thought can't it was good enough because they stuck it in balls. the game or
1: whatever. Yeah, I need more dragons, dude. Because the other day I went through it because I was looking through because I always have the laser tag weekend emblem, right? And I was like, well, what other cool emblems do I have? And there's a bunch of cool ones out there, but I want something that's got a dragon on it. And there's one thing on it that's got a dragon on it, but it's like a lion is fighting the dragon and the lion is winning. And I was like, that looks too much like a titan beating a hunter. So,
5: no, not that one. Um... What about something with an Ahamkara on it instead?
1: Well, Ahamkaras can be dragons, but they're not true dragons. They're just things that have been wished
5: into dragons. You know? No, they are wish dragons.
1: They're wish dragons in name. They don't actually look like... Them. Look, we're not having a lore off here. I'm talking from the or visual. Are we? I need a visual dragon. If I can get an Ahamkara that visually looks like a dragon, hell yeah!
5: You do, you do know the shapeshifters, don't you?
0: Yes, that's what I just said. Jesus. Anyway, welcome, Not Off. Welcome to the show. Hello. You've joined us at a break in the show, but if you are here, I think the people want to know what law you're bringing today.
5: Right. I believe it's the last two chapters of the Endless Night Law book. Did we have any questions and feedback before we go into that?
0: After you pleaded with
5: everyone to actually uh, no. get some last Nobody,
0: week. nobody, <laughs> nobody's given you any. We've had more listeners, but nobody's given us any feedback. They obviously just like you. That's it. Actually, no, saying that, we did have feedback that I put in the feedback, questions and feedback channel. And I, I'll read it now because, you know, it's, it's appropriate that you're both here. So, from Drum Raider 225 on the PlayStation 4 via Apple Podcasts in the United States of America. I like this podcast and I like that Respawn got a better mic. My cat doesn't like Night Demon though. <laughs> I saw I like, that.
3: Did you say my
1: just... cat doesn't like Night that... Demon? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I have so many questions. I have so many questions.
1: Like, how does that interaction occur?
2: You know? I mean, it's a five star review, which I love, and it just says nice. <laughs> As the title, which is perfect, but I, I need to know what problem does your cat have with Night Demon, and is it the British accent, or is a Night Demon specifically as is. a person? Because I need to know, like, right? What does your cat think about Arf? Does think, he also I like? I think Nadar? more importantly, what
1: does the cat do to <laughs> to 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 show that it doesn't like Night Demon? Like when Night yeah. Demon comes on, does it go at the at the Alexa or whatever you're listening to? I mean, what?
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: I just freak my cat out my you. Well, I think even though we have three cats, I think I don't like the cats and they know that I don't like them. Mm. So they do that thing that all cats do. They gravitate they, toward me. So if I'm sitting down,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, they're like, I'm going to go and lay on him because he I know he, he doesn't like me. <laughs> I'm a dog person. I like dogs. So maybe this cat subconsciously knows through the airwaves that I don't like cats. So it's going, well, I don't no, like cats. I'm just cat going to respond to this.
1: There is a network
0: yeah. of cats. Yeah, no, they're yeah. yeah, they
2: can not communicating through pitches. You know, through high pitched cat language, the only way they can understand through the podcast to the other cats.
1: I mean, it's like uh, hundred one Dalmatians, right? Where the dogs just howl at each other down the chain, but it, except it's cat. Same thing mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it might take a little while longer to get to wherever he's at from you, but it'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah,
0: the the the, the, the review that I wanted to kind of get to was by yeah. Ranger Dunk Seven Seven. He said, hey, I just want to say, I tried to give you guys a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but couldn't figure out how to. So here's my five-star review. I just want to say, you are my personal Destiny podcast, and I keep up to date every week with you guys. You have helped me get to the point where I'm not scared to run Prophecy and Presage each week for the Pinnacles. Just have to say, Atheon E is forever stuck in my head, thanks to Respawn.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right?
0: You guys are the best. I listen, to the plus, I listen to the podcast for every game I play. And even when it took two months off for Destiny, I still look forward to listening to your podcast every week. Thanks for being the most interesting podcast to listen to, Ranger Dunk 77. P.S. Respawn and Not Arf are my favorite two hosts of all Ooh, time. Yeah. And I listen to a lot of different podcasts. So you two are the favorite.
1: Yeah. But I'm, I'm the most favorite. So, After the automatic you
0: know. response, he then came back and went, also an extra thank you to Night Demon for making it actually listen to the podcast. And then he's like, oh, I, I suppose I better say something about Parody. Parody for making it human and lovable. Or Hashtag, also, please don't retire um, Parody. <laughs> yeah. So I think Damn. he went, oh dear, I haven't mentioned the other two. I must mention the other two. No, no, so, no,
2: see, see, we we know our... well. Hey, okay, I know my place. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves Respawn Night Demon has a voice that my wife Is just waiting to swoon over And then there's me I understand my place in this I, I, I understand where I sit, it's fine
0: No, I mean, and honestly, uh, look, look off is the
1: You do a lot research, right So you're the research guy And you're the joke guy, right Like You, you tell a lot of jokes And then if, if there's something that Either A, you don't want to say But you know I will You'll lay it up <laughs>
5: i'd say he's more yeah. of a setup guy than actually a joke guy he sets it up right. for everyone else to take it hit. hit. really to be
2: honest like the fact that they didn't replace you with nalsy in the last two weeks i consider a win so i'll take it
1: <laughs> well nalsy um he's got time restrictions and whatnot but just know any time that uh that you're not here i mean we we might have a nalsy or an andy or a whomever you know mm.
4: Just because uh, it
1: so, hasn't happened yet
0: doesn't mean it can't also, happen. Also, while we are here, I'd like to know thank Chris Hughes, who's I think he's also joined the Discord. So thanks, Chris. Uh, hey, just started on the podcast and it's mint. Makes work hours fly by. Was wondering if there's a link to the Discord anywhere, so I gave him a link. Nice one, sick episode. Also, cheers, dudes. So thanks, Chris.
1: Yeah, and the and the Discord is legit two titans and a hunter for anybody that's wondering. Like, yeah complicated. I, I did
0: put the, i'm sure i put the link in the show notes but yeah if if you just contact us at any point i'll i'll find the link and give it to you and then we have brandon who who's a bit disappointed brandon he responds every week he gets so excited about the podcast on instagram and says that you know he's always looking forward to it you've disappointed in respawn there's been oh. no respawn rants for weeks now and sorry, every week he's like he can't wait um Hang on, I'm sorry. This, I mean, honestly, there's nothing really. There's run, been nothing. it really comes to the Instagram, Instagram, Facebook thing. Sorry, yeah, it's Little all joint. The, it's all the same. They're all thing. the same thing these days. <laughs> They're all owned by the I same click... people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Person, I, I click on say. the Facebook business thing, and it says you've got a message. So I, I, I respond. Yeah. yeah. And
1: look, to be honest, there's not a whole lot to rant about, aside from the vex, which I do rant about. But either a, it's cut out, or b, people just skip over it because it's more of the same. You know, there's plenty to rant about. You're
2: just not trying.
0: Yeah, you're not. (laughs) And His Highness Prince Riz would just like to say he wants to thank us for being there. It's been a rough couple of weeks, um, and um, we've just been there to kind of help him get through with some happiness. So we're glad that we keep you happy, Riz. I'm not. That guy's a pain in my butt. We knew you're not. (laughs) I I I know. You know who is he again? Never
1: mind, were- I'm the one that gave him the nickname Prince Rizniz. <laughs> <Fine. Whatever. laughs> I don't know who you are. You know, I spawned yeah. your nickname, but who are you? No,
2: anyway. Uh, I'd just say we tell you, but you wouldn't remember anyway, so it's a moot point. No,
1: I'm <laughs> in the channel. I know exactly who Rizniz is.
0: Ha! Rizniz is. You see what it so, is? Yeah. Anyway. As Arth has joined us, should we get on with some not Arf arse lore?
5: We are on the law book Beneath the Endless Night. Now, we've done the first eight chapters over the last two weeks. Chapter 9 Prediction. In the days that followed
1: Koyra's defeat, the sky lightened, and so did the city's mood as the endless night began to slowly lift. Lakshmi too stood high on the city walls, watching adventurous citizens mingle with the elixir. She focused her attention on an elixir peddler who had fashioned several small robots from discarded scrap. A small gaggle of children stood across the way, clearly interested in the robots as they moved aimlessly, but too frightened to approach. Lakshmi knew that the peddler would sell one of the robots, but none of the scrap, and ended the day discouraged. It's a bright new day, she thought. It's a bright new day, a deep voice called out. Lakshmi turned to see the form of warlock Osiris striding along the wall towards her. What a strange choice of words, Lakshmi answered. The darkness is closer than ever, and the darkness it's sometimes difficult to tell a friend from Poe. She remembered this conversation from her time in the device. Many of the potential futures it showed her led to this moment. Osiris was growing predictable. It is. Osiris said. And in the darkness, it's hard to tell friend from foe. Lakshmi smiled inwardly. They were still well within the standard deviation. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Osiris. You're normally blessed with such... uncommon clarity. My perspective has changed a lot since I lost the light. Osiris began slowly. Time is suddenly finite. It makes everything seem more changeable and if my perception can change perhaps my enemies can as well the folly of mortality Lakshmi gestured to the scene below those people could never understand time as we do Osiris you've peered behind the veil you've seen the vex simulation stretching endlessly you understand that history is changeable but also inevitable I used to be certain of that. He agreed, but now I have to wonder, if history is inevitable, why am I constantly surprised? Lakshmi chuckled. She had heard this comment before, of course, but her premonition had not adequately conveyed his fatuitousness. And what do you think? Osiris? Will this bright new day last? She nodded towards the elixir settlement. Are we meant to share the light with the fallen? As if you would know, she thought, you no longer deal in predictions. I have given up on prediction, Lakshmi. I put my fate in the hands of the traveller now, now more than ever before. He gave her a sidelong glance. And what do you say? Is this a new dawn? Lakshmi recalled the vision she had so fervently sought with the device the realization of her righteous victory over the elixir historical and preordained all at once her life's work crawling minute by minute from the future into the present no she replied this is just a flash of lightning before the coming storm so more of the more of the dancing around the coup that's approaching
0: so off did Lakshmi at this point know that she was going to end up being no? Are you making like no, the death sound? Yeah, no, it's you know killed. Yeah, because
1: uh, <laughs> it's like a click in my headset. Okay, what the hell is he doing?
0: There you go. That's that's the next snapping. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because uh, I so she didn't know. So is this a future that she didn't see coming?
5: The thing is, she can see many different futures in the, in the device.
0: Okay. Now. Well, how come she was only hanging on to it, the one where everything kind of fell down then? Why did she keep spouting that in, in our ears, going, oh, it's all going to come crumbling down, you know, letting them in here? Why was there not a future where it was all fine and dandy?
5: If, if you've listened to the lore earlier in this, where she says the consensus, and not the consensus, sorry, the Vanguard didn't listen to her predictions about the Red War. They didn't heed the warnings. And so she's convinced now that everything she sees is gospel. Um, Unfortunately, it's not, because there's a partner in this actual law book where Zavala says that not all of her predictions, or hardly any of her predictions, have come true. Because she um, got the red wall right, they, and then they... that was
0: it. She was kind of hanging on to that.
5: Yeah, she's she's got one thing right out of a multitude, and she she's she's convinced herself she's got, she's infallible, and she's running with it.
0: Okay, I mean, a lot of the stuff that Osiris or Savathun is saying here is kind of truths as well, isn't it?
5: It's truths without context, though.
0: Yeah. Now that we know that it's Savathun. It, it, you, you, it's kind of truths, which is quite interesting.
5: Uh yes, but it, she, Savath, I'm getting confused between names there. Um, Savathun can tell the truth, yeah, if it leads to a greater deception.
0: Yeah, yeah, because she's trying so to keep up effect- the, the, the 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 facade that she's Osiris. So she, you know. Although she probably does believe the fact that she can, you know, put her faith in the traveller, that's probably what Osiris would say. But it's to kind of keep up the facade, isn't it?
5: Oh, that's a good point. Actually, now she puts her faith in the traveller more and more. Mm. Um, does that hint towards what she's got planned for when she gets rid of her worm and go? We go into the Witch Queen.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. With what we know now, but back then you. It, if you didn't know it was her, you you just assume because when this it's... law book
5: first came out, we didn't have the information we do now.
0: Yeah,
5: hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, basic, and uh, there's another thing I picked up on here as well. Um, Osiris is becoming predictable. Osiris may be becoming predictable because that's what um, Savathun wants her to believe yeah so that's a trick in itself uh because she's seen this she's convinced the elixir bad and she's had the prediction of but no no it's not spider uh mithrax stood uh, surrounded by flames in the city yeah she's convinced that's an attack now we already know that's not the case he's fighting for the city if you only see part of a prediction, you can't go with that prediction until you have all the facts. Because we we already know from past peace in the law, there is different timelines. Look at the Dark Future law book, how that ended. Yeah. Not that the listeners will know because you haven't edited it yet. But just...
0: <laughs> think of it as like the Marvel timeline. Where yeah, various different branches, yeah, it's a multiverse, different branches, and we are in the the main timeline, I guess.
5: Well, not the main timeline. It's the time, the one. To, or if you think along a Marvel timeline, out of several and several hundred million timelines, this is the one we succeed.
3: Well, you say, as that. in
5: the plot of like Infinity War.
3: Yeah. Okay.
5: No, you've dragged me off track now. I forgot where I was going
3: with it. Sorry. That. Uh, you, can,
0: you can always come back to it.
5: No, because that's gone. Okay. Sometimes my brain's like it runs like re- respawns. I've <laughs> got to actually spit out what I'm thinking about, otherwise, otherwise yeah. it's gone. And she's convinced. No, this is like this is just a flash of lightning before the coming storm. Now she believes that the storm is the. What she believes is a war or the eradication of the elixni from the city. Yeah. But it's not. We know that now. Now, this leads us on to Chapter 10, Memorial. The air up on the wall was thin. Lakshman was right about that.
1: Mithrax stood in silent observation of the memorial above the main concourse. He leaned against an iron railing, watching guardians and citizens alike moving below. Elixne with them. A drag approached the memorial and led his child to stand among the mourners. Urged forward by a gentle nudge, the child gingerly placed a gilded eggshell at the memorial's base. Gold soldering sealed a myriad of fractures, making a once broken egg whole again. Mesadax's throat tightened at the sight. It was a memorial for a child lost. The walkway behind Misadax groaned as Saint Fourteen cut a large silhouette against the clear sky. Shoulder to shoulder they stood. Neither spoke. They watched as Ikora and Zavala conversed with the departing mourners. The drag and his son approached, and with a bittersweet smile, Ikora made certain to introduce them to Zavala. Big. Stern. Stoic. Zavala. "'took to one knee and spoke to the child, eye to eye. "'I never thought I'd see the day,' Saint finally said, unable to look away. Misrax responded, not with words, "'but with a fluttering, pearl-like rumble and mirrored Saint's posture. "'Do you think this will hold?' "'An alliance, fragile like glass, held in a feast,' Saint asked. "'Only the great machine knows what will come from over the horizon,' We must be content with our own limited perspective, Misrax said with conviction. Saint nodded. Down below, Amanda Holliday drew their attention as she knelt before the memorial to light a candle. She stood and stepped back, lingering. Misrax and Saint watched in silence as she rose up on her toes and began scanning through the crowd as if she were looking for someone. She gently pushed through the throng of people and reached out to another mourner in a white cloak. Both recoiled in surprise, Amanda seemingly apologizing to the cloaked woman at some misunderstanding. They exchanged brief words, awkward laughs, sympathies. When Amanda caught sight of Lord Saladin, however, she took her leave and disappeared into the crowd. Mourners parted around the Iron Lord, respectful of his space and reputation as he laid a handful of spent shell casings at the memorial with reverence. The offering's meaning was lost on Misraks. While Saladin rose from the memorial, he turned and looked up at the pair on the overwatch. His face cast in shades of doubt, remorse, and uncertainty as he quietly departed. I do not know that one. He seems unhappy. Misrach said to Saint with a look. Saint slowly shook his head. Lord Saladin, he clarified, he has lost many, lost his heart, his hope, lost so many. He believes he stands alone, even when surrounded by others. I understand his pain. I see. Saint thinks on how Osiris would describe it. His cautionary tale. Mithrax heard the ache in Saint's voice. And how are you? Saint teased at the question. The railing in his hand creaked as his grip tightened and bent the metal. I am fine. He lied. Indeed, Mithrax said in his best inflection of sarcasm. Then placed a hand on Saint's shoulder. It's not above a warrior station. Feel pain. Not above a warrior station to express spirit wounds. Misterax's grip firmed on Saint's shoulder, reassuring, stabilizing. Not above a warrior's station. Break. Saint nodded in a half-hearted agreement. I should go, he said in a tone Mithrax didn't quite understand. Thank you, kill of kills. You are true friend. Go well, Saint,
5: Misrax said with concern.
1: Find your lost phoenix.
5: I'm c I'm confused. What? Well half of Mithrax had a southern tinge to it, and the other half has got a I was gonna say tinge I have had so just... many
0: questions and none of them about the law. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I didn't want to do that voice. So <laughs> No, no, you came up with the idea of colour coding and doing different voices. Yeah I'm sure yeah, it's fun for people to, listen to do I didn't want to do miss
1: <laughs> I can't. Because I like Misadax's voice, right? I like the, the Eliksni with their clicks and their clocks and the, and his particular style of voice. So if somebody could mimic him better than I can, I'd appreciate yes. that. Because I just sound like a gremlin, you know? So, yeah. What's a gremlin? Gremlin. It's related
0: to a gremlin. <laughs> it's the <laughs> southern cousins.
5: What a half-cousin. <laughs> half, half <laughs>
0: I don't know. You're both bell tips. They have them in Florida. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get on to some questions about the lore. Yeah, the lore. So this is just at the end of last season when Osiris disappeared, didn't he, from the rooftop. So did anybody yes, see him disappear? he walked off the wall. And, and this is where we're at now?
5: I don't know. Is the honest answer to that? Um, it'd be the unlikely next time we see that him, anybody saw him we... disappear.
0: Uh, sorry.
5: Well, the next time we see him was in Beyond Light.
0: That's what I was going to say. When he's, we're actually chase,
5: set... chasing him through uh, into Mara's kingdom. Beyond Light? Oh, Queendom. No, not Beyond Light. Sorry. Um, what's the current season Se- called?
0: Season of the Lost.
5: Yeah, Season of the Lost. Mm-hmm. The for when the next time we see him is we're, we're chasing with uh, chasing Osi- or tracking down Osiris with Saint. Trying to actually uh, find him, we end up in Mara's court with Crow and Saint, and uh, that's when we don't know if Mara rips away his dis- or her disguise, or she reveals or, herself, or if she reveals herself. That's still not made clearly yet, but Mara definitely did something. Now, I generally believe the 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 cocooning of savathun was after reading some of some more of this lore a bit more in depth for you guys that she was ready to advance onto another stage in her evolution um because she said in that in that point where it, she was osiris going on uh, walking on broken legs that she's ready not now this has happened too soon she's not ready she she's it's not supposed to happen yet And she managed to hold on until the battle, until uh, Lakshmi was dead, until Ikora tried to actually kill a load of civilians with an overbomb. They deserved it. Possibly. Uh, But with regards to actually anybody seeing Zavala, in the midst of battle, it's it's highly unlikely. Uh, Because from what I remember of the cutscene, he was up on the roof. Or very high up on the but town. Osiris
1: was looking down at them from somewhere, yeah.
3: Yeah. And
5: he just walks away, oh, or she just walks away. So it's unlikely anybody saw him, and that's why we had to go hunting for her. Okay. But this this is ob- obviously, a me- the, this, uh, this actual page is obviously a memorial that's happened since the battle of uh, the Botzer District. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to have consolidated... And brought together the the people of the city and the Eliksni in such a way they can actually be in the same space as each other, laying would mementos and memories and tributes to the fallen. No, that's probably the wrong word to use. The the victims of the uh, the uh, the attack that happened there. Because if I start oh, this- saying. If I start saying Fallen, people will get confused.
0: Yeah. Is this a memorial down in the Elixir quarter? So I I've... haven't been back since the end. So I've... is it in I've... the Boxer district?
5: It does sound like it's in the box, Boxer district.
0: Respawn, you're in game. Off you go. I'm actually not in game.
3: Oh, uh, fair enough. Damn it.
0: Anyway, we'll find out and and, and you know. But yeah, it sounds like it's in the Botser District. So not having been back there, you would have thought that there'd be like just a quest step or something to go there at the beginning of this season the, to pay the may, Well, that's if it even exists in-game. In I mean, it exists in Lord. Does it
5: exist in-game? Yeah. Well, we, you, can, you, can st- you can still go to the Botsa District.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I would have thought there'd be like a, an extra triumph or something just for you, you to may go visit find pay, if take you go a to, knee or something.
5: If you go to the Botsa District, it may be a scannable yeah, possibly maybe not, not uh, not as such, but something just a little easter egg in game that's memorialised it, like the uh, the blue eyed harpy that's still there.
0: Yeah,
5: you know Asher's harpy. Well, not that it's we been sure? proven.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, are we sure that it's Asher?
5: Well, the only other blue eyed harpy we've seen was the remains of Captain My Captain, as in the yeah, captain of Nessus. the X. Ex- that is on Nessus.
0: That's now, the so
5: we we know it's possible to download a consciousness to a harpy, or whether Asher, being in the pyramidian, has actually managed to communicate. Communicate, that's it communicate through Next the harpy. Word. Try because you in in the cutscenes of that battle, or the in the in the voice lines of that battle, you heard Asher's voice. Yeah, shouting out vex in the town is it vex in the city or something like that and but you think well how are we hearing Asher's voice and he's not there is it Asher is Asher the harpy or is Asher the controlling the harpy now i i believe it's more likely that Asher is controlling the harpy cuz i couldn't i couldn't see him being satisfied as becoming a harpy
1: no he's mad that his arm is part vex why would he just full on vex no
5: yeah, He wants, he well, wants no, revenge
1: he for what they did the, to his um... arm. He doesn't want to become one of them. More than likely, he probably found well, look, a shell a theory... of a harpy and requisitioned it to be
5: a remote century of sorts. There, there is a theory out there that Brachion... Well, you know he always said Brachion took his arm.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And we always re- repeatedly go in and kill Brachion. Yep. Yep. And he's really, yeah, really annoyed about it. Just a clarification
0: that that was a Vex. Um, that was in boss, the pyramidian
5: strike. Yes. Yes. But there is a theory out there. This is actually a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, By getting inve- in, in, infected with the radio layering fluid and becoming part Vex, and then to close off the pyramidian to the darkness or the pyramid ships, he went in there and closed it off and he entered the lake in there and he actually pulled it down so he had some a certain amount of control over that place there is the theory out there but he actually becomes brachion interesting oh. so is this a spin so it's a, theory it's a it's a it's, a, oh, it's completely spinful there's no oh, no okay. evidence for this but it's been, <laughs> it, it it kind of, it kind of makes sense if it's a it's a cyclical cycle brachion because the Vex go through time, Brachion takes his arm, starts converting him into himself.
3: So wait, are you telling me that he's not finished converting?
5: No, he's done now. Oh. He's it, well. That's the theory. He he will be done now. He's full. will if he is, he'll be somewhat something. No, that's no. I mean I, I mean, I don't mean believe just the arm Asher is would... the
1: arm. Just the beginning. Like it's still taking him over. Like right now.
5: Oh, yeah, that it, that was still going on. Uh, that was a continuous process. He was slowly being converted. Oh,
1: I thought they just got his arm and that was even it. I didn't know it was still going. No, 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 oh, no. snap. No. But even then, I mean, look at his arm. Just just, just judging off his arm. Okay, Spinfoil, he becomes the gate guardian or whatever. But he's definitely
3: not going to become a freaking uh, harpy. They don't even have arms.
5: You know? He wouldn't be satisfied on becoming a harpy. Yeah. that's but... He wouldn't see that as becoming to his station and wouldn't allow him to do what he needs to do by being a harpy rather than a gate lord. Yeah, fair enough.
3: But that's all spin foil. so... No, it is all yeah.
5: spin foil. It's good mm-hmm. spin foil, but... Oh,
0: but are you... Are you sticking around for a bit? Because uh, I believe I, cause we have, have some, some patch notes previews.
5: Oh well, I've got a few. I've got a few minutes before I've got to disappear because the kids are looking in at me like I've got to feed them.
0: Okay. I hear they do like to be fed. Well, no, uh, there's been a couple of uh, articles that have been posted over the last couple of weeks, which I will link in the show notes if you want to have a read of them. But um, Perry was going to kind of quickly review them and tell you a little bit of information about them but there was a couple of things that you picked up on, wasn't there, Parody?
2: There there was, yeah. And honestly, like I read both of them, but it was sort of... One of them was very, very short. And it was basically like, hey, uh, there are a bunch of Destiny villains that went away. They might be coming back. Ooh, And then the longer article, the How Bungie Made uh, or uh, How Bungie Made Savathun Destiny 2's Best Villain Yet and Turned Seasons Into Gripping TV Shows. Basically, they talk about how when they sort of sat down to work on the destiny story, they were like, let's approach it. Like we can a television show. Let's write it out into seasons. Let's have self-contained seasonal arcs. You know, each season there's big, bad, if something will happen. We'll rise, we'll fall. We'll, we'll move into the next season. That story will sort of be over, but it will play toward the bigger, you know, their light and dark saga they've been doing since destiny launched.
5: Like, like your episodes in the TV series, there's the, un- the underarching or the overarching backstory or, story that's rumbling on in the background you get hints at each week
2: exactly yeah so, so we have you know or each yeah episode. we have like the small you know the small clashes that lead toward the bigger story that they're trying to tell in the end and so one thing that um they quote julia narratin the senior narrative lead on destiny 2 saying you know we'll end on this model because we'd have six to eight weeks of really solid narrative and there'd be a major beat each week and several as well as several smaller beats each week whether it's a story mission, a new voiceover, a helm radio message, or a vignette where there are characters in the space and action taking, uh, where characters in the space and action playing out in front of you, rather than a cinematic, so just making sure that we have enough narrative content to last that six to eight weeks with a story that is self-contained, with a clear beginning, middle, and end that leads to a larger narrative arc. So basically, saying you know, sometimes it'll be a story that you play, sometimes it'll be a story you see, you listen to. You know, they're they're playing it out in different ways for us. And one thing I thought was interesting, too, is they talked about uh, who I think this is between Julia and then senior narrative Nico Stevens also were saying, uh, you know, it's it's challenging when you're working on a game that's primarily a first person shooter and primarily a looter shooter, MMO light. Traditionally, the systems used to sort of prop up that FPS game are not really cohesive used for telling a story. Your story is more or less. There's a bad guy. Go shoot them in the face. Collect the loot. Go shoot them in the face again. So they're saying, you know, shoot them in the face. Hope you get the loot. (laughs)
5: Right. And and if not, continue. Or shoot them in the face. Get them a bit of story. Shoot them in the face again. Get a bit more of the story. So they're saying, you know, that presents us the challenge
2: where Bungie, you know, they're saying they feel like they've done a pretty good job saying this is a looter shooter MMO like thing. But they've done a pretty good job, you know, telling a story throughout that that isn't primarily based on shooting enemies in the face. Although there's, of course, still plenty of that. And they were saying, again, just, you know, uh, Julian Arden says, we haven't seen the last of Keitel, the surprising Cabal ally introduced in Season of the Chosen. Mithrax and Saint-14, likewise, will we'll take center stage again. Unsure if that's together or just individually, they'll take center stage. Callus D2's first raid boss and Keitel's father, is also, quote, out there waiting, doing something. We're not really sure, but we're really excited to continue to do things with him. So it's like, he's out there on the back burner. Yeah. He's not dead. We're going to do something with him, but maybe we're not quite sure what yet. What yet? And uh, is he dead? Because uh, that was the no, question. He was yeah, definitely not Paul. dead. He's. He, I mean, they're saying he's out there. Like he's out there in the universe. You it, know, sitting waiting.
5: It was. It was speculated he ascended, or the 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 overarching entity. other entity that he contacted yeah. through the glycon or the glycon missions that, that we listened to. He ascended, or now I believe it's possibly more like, remember when Oryx went to commune with the Deep in the Books of Sorrow? Yeah. I believe it's fairly similar to that. So basically he's gone off, he's chatting to the Deep, getting maybe extra powers, uh, maybe a taken army. We don't know at this point. But he's off doing something with with this other entity, and he will be back
0: okay because i was listening to Mylan games who was on dcp who's he seems to be a regular now um giving them some. yeah more. he's
5: on there every and, week now
0: yeah and he was saying about that he could come back into the story as the entity or like the vessel for the entity to interact with us is that a possibility that you see or do you you as you were just saying it could be that he actually does come back as himself but it's, more powerful it's
5: possible i see it more as he's maybe coming back as a herald would be possibly the best way to put it he's he's always said he wants to be there at the end of the universe he wants yeah. to watch the universe burn or or so, watch it end
0: so do you is think that, he will be do you think he'll be the in the story until like the final shape do you think this is going to be a reoccurring thing um and do you think he's gonna be free? I don't or know enough
5: I I don't know enough at this point to make that assumption. Okay it would all be all be absolute guesswork. Gut reaction. I can't help but think if he's got himself extra power there, he'll come back to us and eh, do you want to work for me again? Do you want to be my shadow yeah, again?
0: Bring that out of the DCV. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. Menagerie. Yeah. I'm up for that. Parody's up for that. Love menagerie.
5: But yeah, I, I he will definitely be back in what form I I don't really know. And until we get an idea of actually when he's coming back and where the storyline's going I, I don't think we can speculate too much. So oh, if he's coming because we we met the the actual over, overarching story of Destiny could actually take a complete left turn and that's where Callus comes in to actually put us back on track. But if
1: he's coming back,
5: be it good by a goodbye guy or a bad, then
1: is all that fan fiction? Maybe not fan fiction, because like once he was gone or whatever, then yeah, okay. How how's all the fan fiction, the futuristic stuff that he says is going to happen going to happen if he's going to be dead? But if he's going to come back, does that? Well, that's it's exactly that. It's fan fiction. It's not canon. Yeah, I mean, eh, I, I I get that. I get that. But if he's coming back, there's no way that maybe some of that could be canon, that maybe this is Bungie's way of saying, yeah, I don't know, maybe some of it could be real.
0: I'm still interested in when we did the Leviathan Raid and the robot clapped and we got put into some kind of ascendant realm and we dealt with that ascendant version of him. That was really weird. That uh, have they kind of explained that? Was, that?
5: that wasn't an ascendant route. Ra- yes, it was there. That was explained. That was a world created by the Scions.
0: Okay, that we fought in um, that
5: room. That we fought in. Yes, uh, and that's okay. why the Scions could access it quite easily because it was created by them.
0: Fair enough. So it wasn't. It was. It, it wasn't like, a, it was a throne just world. A, a vision of callous. Yeah.
5: It was. Well, it wasn't a throne world. It wasn't the sword space. It wasn't even the space that we see the, um, Mara in um, the Shattered Realm. It wasn't that either. It was a completely different space where the Scions c- um, created it. Okay. Now, whether that's in everyone's to... own head, we don't know. But
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, if he does come back, the relationship with Keitel that we have, whether that will change, or the interactions with Keitel and Callus, if there is going to be. So... That's interesting. Also, the other question I think parody picked up on is, but apparently Ziva Wrath uh, is playing a role in the story, and Bungie thinks that many people haven't picked up on. Is that for this season parody? Was that yeah, the that's article? what they were
2: saying, and they were saying, you know, uh, their lead lead uh, you narrative know, guy Steven, reckons players haven't realized just how important Ziva Wrath is and will be. So it's hard to say whether oh, there's yeah, yeah, obviously there's something going on behind the scenes now, but it's you know. Hard to say if they're saying, hey, there's things happening now that you're missing.
5: Zivu is hunting Savathun on behalf of another entity.
0: Yeah, we, we got that, yeah, but what is the... the Zivu
5: wrath is also con- controlling the Taken.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, you've explained that bit to us. Yeah. But so what have we picked up on?
5: I'm not sure, because we pick off. up on the most things, because we actually read the law.
0: Yeah, you, you yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, and they're saying, you know, we think uh, most so people I'm not sure up. what they're actually alluding to.
2: Yeah, I mean, it could just be that they're saying most people haven't realized how important this character is. Not to say, you know, no one is seeing this,
0: but it may just... Are we sure that Mara is Mara and not no. Savathun and Zeva Arath is the one that's trapped?
1: Well, we know Zeva Arath is not the one that's trapped, but we don't know if Mara... Do yeah, we?
0: we don't... How do we know?
3: How do we know We've that that's not Zeva Arath?
1: Because why would she be acting like her sister?
5: Why
3: not? Why not? Because because of <laughs> yeah. worm has
5: nothing she, to do with she trickery. Can't, she can't act like a sister. Yeah. Okay. She can't act... The, well, the go. Hive Gods have to stay true to their nature, oh, otherwise right, they'll be consumed right. by their yeah. worm. Okay, and what does Zebra of Wrath do? He's the God of Is War. Yeah.
1: He, he tried to fight us. He wouldn't go about it. it, 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 it if we walked he, into that room and he was there, he would try to kill us. Not None of this... Cocoon outsmarting. He'd come
5: at us head yeah. on. He'd come okay. at us head on. Um It's a bit like. So what has come Orcs at us head on us. this
1: season? Nothing yet.
3: We've been it we've been be proactive
1: something. this season. We've been going after other
0: things, not the other way around. We've been. Is is Mara not trying to start a war by gathering those Techians? Well, well that, she just wants her Techians back, dude. If you had. Allies night, in the my, field that the were recent, you want them back? That... <laughs> yeah, but they're low the level. Why we have to get the understand. Understand, yeah.
5: every army has privates? Yes, yeah, they're they're, reprent- they're apprentices.
0: They're not like the full, you know, beast level. How do you techians? get full beast level techins? I mean, without training techians. them
5: eventually. Why? Ask yourself this: Why have we had to get the techins?
0: Because that's what Bungie told us. Because about. every I
2: mean... thrall becomes an ogre.
0: Why? <laughs>
3: Because they're her sisters,
5: right. man. Mara... Mara, Mara, Mara was away. Yes, Mara asked to see, but Mara was fighting Zevorath. Right. That's what she was doing. They got their ass kicked. And to allow Mara to escape, all the Tekkins went in different directions to uh, to attract all the forces off so Mara could get out of where she was, back into her court where she is now and that that's then then the uh the tekkins had to hide themselves so they didn't get yeah. killed now some have been killed which are i believe the the journeyman tekkins not not the actual um apprentice tekkins that we okay. that we found so far it may be that is because you've got to remember shiro
0: chi was a tekkin yeah. Or most of the bosses in the last wish raid were Tekken. That's what I was gonna say. So but they're more powerful Tekkins, aren't they? Hey? Are they more powerful Tekkins?
5: They were, yeah. They were they were they were they were the Mara's original inner circle.
0: Okay. So why why doesn't she use those now that she's got those back?
5: Well, I don't think she actually has got them back. Because of the curse.
0: So, every time that we release them when we do the raid, they just get sucked back in until they get sucked back
5: in on the weekly cycle until that curse is broken. Okay. Now, that explains. Killing Savathun is one step closer to breaking the curse. Okay. That's actually a voice line in the new season.
0: Yeah. So, So, do you think with the Destiny content vault kicking in when the Witch Queen kicks in on the Tuesday? in february uh do you think because the Tangle is going away but the dreaming city's staying do you think the curse cycle is still going to continue or do you think it's going to break at that point when something happens obviously and something else will then happen in the dreaming city or do you think that the curse cycle will continue for at least another year until the witch queen is finished
5: i think the curse cycle will continue how long for i'm not sure Whether it be we have to kill Savathun or when the worm's killed, that also ends the cycle. I'm not sure yet. I haven't quite got a handle on this yet. Because there is so much going on and so much to take in at the moment, it's very hard keeping track of it all.
0: Because I think... If it was going to end the cycle, there's a lot of... I mean, I know this is silly, but there's a lot of triumphs and challenges that go along with the cycle. And if Bungie decide that they're going to stop that in February, then now would be the best time to tell people, but they're not doing that as yet. So my my thinking is that it's going to continue for at least the next year as the Witch Queen.
5: Not sure. Maybe that's
2: part of our Witch Queen storyline is to go... Go and stop that cycle as part of a raid, part of an activity, part of the seasonal is it, progression. Is it,
5: is it possible that when the new raid comes out and we complete the new raid, that's when we break the curse? Certainly, it seems like it would make sense. Just like, just like we activate, just just like when we activated the curses when the uh, the last wish was completed, that's when the curse kicked in. Possible? Yes.
2: Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think that's that's where yeah. we're headed. You know, we're headed to this witch queen confrontation. If if this is all around the curse, that's where we're going to. You know, as our saga comes to an end, whether it be next season or at least in this, you know, this set of four seasons coming up, oh, I think we that's a, you know at least a major story oh, beat.
5: complete spin. Oh, this is complete spin four for you. What end up what what if we end up helping Zivu? kill
2: savathun and we become the hive knights we've always wanted to be
0: (laughs) or maybe like you were saying if because they're not making too much of a focus on the worm maybe if the worm is part of the story for say the next six months so at least we well six months from february so at least we know after the worm has been killed in those six months then that's when it ends the cycle because I think they still want to keep Savathun around as the big bad for the year. Yeah. Just to, for, but for with, story but, but with light powers instead of dark powers. Yeah. So the worm is the key to unlocking the dreaming city from its curse.
5: Yeah. Pocket we, mode. we, we steal her worm. We shove it in a crack in a door and that's the, uh, dreaming city curse over.
0: Yeah, a bit like what we do on the Tangled Shore with that strike where we, yeah. we put those little worms and things and, and it blows up a big nest. Yeah, we do that then. Mm-hmm. Done Good plan. done. Excellent.
5: Right, and that place I've got to go because I've got very starving children.
0: Cool. Thank you very much, Arf. Thank you very much for your time. And yes. um, we look forward to listening or questioning you more next time.
5: Awesome. Right, I'll uh, try and see you next week. Yeah. More interrogations with Arf.
2: Um, yeah, so we, we, there are patch notes because there wouldn't be a festival without patch notes. Uh, alongside the Festival of the Lost, they'll be deploying Destiny 2 Update 3.3.1 which they, with a collection of bug fixes and some quality of life items. So what I alluded to earlier, your Grandmaster Nightfalls, they're going to increase the chance of an Adept Nightfall weapon from a Platinum Grandmaster finish to 100%. So while this will not guarantee your perfect perk combination on every drop, you will now receive an adept reward for overcoming a Grandmaster, even on the hardest of weeks, if you get a platinum finish. So no more percentage chance of if you finish it and you do a platinum, you get an adept weapon, period, full stop after this update on Tuesday. Nice. So if you've been suffering, well with done. Them, you know, at least if you finish one, you're gonna get something. It doesn't help if you don't finish it. And at this stream,
1: I just went 1345. So I'm doing it, baby!
2: Uh, on the corrupted they've reduced the knockback buff from the cedurias from sorry reduced the knockback buff from Sidia's durance activity modifier on the nightfall difficulty from a plus 40% knockback to 20% knockback which may help a few of you complete the grandmaster difficulty and not being sent way way into the distance they've removed the unstoppable yeah, another game they've move. removed the unstoppable <laughs> failings champion from the ransack ogre encounter They say during the Ransack Ogre Ogre Encounter, an Unstoppable Failings Champion would spawn in the Ascendant Plane when the Ogre boss reached 50% health. The champion was easy to miss and you couldn't backtrack there to defeat it once you killed the Ogre. So they're saying this champion ruined hundreds of Platinum Completion attempts, so we've snapped it out of existence. It's gone. Dust. Destroyed. It will never see the light of day again. That's what it deserves. So that should help some of you. Uh, they've also fixed an issue that blocked completion of the corrupted nightfall scoring triumph. So that should be doable now. Uh, some crossplay UI updates. They've updated the sign-on experience to show a single toast after character select. If you have one or more pen- pending budgie friend requests instead of the unique toast for every pending friend request, I guess the toast is the icon or the animation that pops up and goes, you have a thousand friend requests waiting. Yeah. Then we're going to show you forever. So yeah. they say, you yeah, the process to friend someone has not changed. It's just you shouldn't be uh, harassed by it forever. Uh, there is a known issue, however, where the notification toast may appear. God, I'm hungry now All this bread and toast talk. There is a known issue that this notification toast may appear blank for some players, but no invites are affected. So if you get a blank notification, someone has invited you. The invite will be fine. Just the notification's broken. They're looking into it to figure out why. Player search UI now has audio feedback. They fixed a bug where the text chat auto hide setting could revert in season 15 to off under various conditions. They fixed a bug where booting fire team members sometimes left a blank entry in the roster or fire team UI. They fixed a bug where online roster contacts were now were not sorting alphabetically for frenzy clanmates. Fixed a bug where blocking players through a fire team invite did not hide the interaction options that are expected to fail when completing. So basically. Um, we fixed the thing where if you block someone, it didn't actually block them. And they'll have a full oh, list of yeah. patch notes available on Tuesday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, or 6 p.m. in the UK. Stay tuned. Then they'll tell us all the things they fixed. Um, when are they going to put it out? Well, really, they just told us uh, the patch will be out at 10 a.m. Pacific on Tuesday. The game goes off, enters maintenance an hour before that, 15 minutes at 9:45. You'll be kicked out of your activity. Patch goes out an hour later. Things are expected to come back online. Expected to come back online means it will go longer. Plan for it, right? So, some of the other issues they expect to be resolved are the Horus Least will no longer drop from the Corrupted Nightfall at zero power. The Bombardier's exotic hunter leg detonations now deal damage to active supers. Crashes will no longer because by opening the appearance customization screen with faction armor equipped, the tether timer nightfall triumph can now be earned as intended. The corrupted nightfall triumph for reaching a hundred thousand score is now re- rewarded as intended. And the wayfinders comfort. Yeah. Uh, the wayfinders compass inventory will now rotate with daily reset. And those are the things they fixed. Uh, the things they are so broken that they were aware of. We're aware of players reports claiming that Nothing Manacles isn't working as intended. This is under investigation. So I don't know what Nothing Manacles do, but apparently they're not doing it. Nothing. Yeah, so apparently (laughs) Nothing Manacles may be living up to their name, so they're looking into that. If players abandon the Wayfinder's Void on step 19 of 53, they're unable to complete it if they reacquire it. So if you're on step 19, don't abandon it because mm, you'll be stuck until they fix it. Players may have to wait in the helm for a long period of time to unlock the lore after listening to the radio message. So if you've made it past your step 19 and you've made it all the way to step 42 of 53 for the Wayfinder's Voyage Quest, it tells some players in non-English regions to purchase the wrong unlock on the compass. So uh, yeah, you should have purchased the Astral Attunement Upgrade. To advance the quest, not whatever it tells you to do, which is located on the far bottom right of the screen. Uh, Focusing certain attributes may not work if certain ghost attribute mods are equipped. The Prophecy Dungeon's cottontail shells' ears no longer display color. Only four daily bounties appear in Spider's (laughs) inventory, but the quest step during the Forsaken campaign requires five bounties. And uh, certain ability combinations cause a bow to become invisible in players' hands. Firing the bow will resolve the issue. So that's what's oh. fixed, that's what's broken, and, and now you know what we know. Yep. We've yeah. got
1: some uh, videos of the week, one of them is The Lost Queen, I checked it out earlier, it's pretty good. Uh, the other one is Movie of the Week, Maximum Carnage. He got a Maximum Carnage and Gambit by killing uh, the team while he was in there, chucking the Nova Bomb, leaving, and about 8 seconds later the Nova Bomb kills the entire team again. So, yeah, there's that video. It's pretty good. I mean, I know I just explained it to you, but watching it is kind of hilarious. His reaction is a little up there. We got artists of the week. We got some pictures. Here's a picture right there. If you're listening, too bad you can't see it. It's the Traveler. Pretty cool artwork. Uh, This is my main Guardian list, too. Made a ton of lore for her that I'll post here someday. This guy not only is drawing a Guardian, but he's even got lore about her. And uh, day five, Transmat. What did you show him? And this is a picture of uh, Crow after he touched uh, Savathun and gained all the knowledge. So uh, if you're into that kind of thing, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Next, we have some of these things right here. Let's put. Oh, just say if
2: you do make art, you can. I apparently post it with the Destiny, hashtag DestinyArt or Destiny two art, and uh, Bungie will look at them and maybe feature you, and then you'll win a pretty thing.
1: There you go. Festival of the Lost is arriving soon. Any questions? And it looks like a new emote with two flaming pumpkins. Actually, it looks pretty cool in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they posted
2: this. It, 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 it's a little animation where you can also dance back and forth. So that's, I guess, one of the emotes we're getting. I like it.
1: Now, d- does it does it dance to the tune of um, I Put a Spell on You is the question. I don't know. Right?
4: Yeah,
2: That's a good
1: question, mm-hmm. though. That'd be cool if it does. Bungie careers enjoy leading artists to collaborate and deliver amazing 3d art or environmental content join us at hashtag we incubation 3d art lead um there's another link uh incubation environment art lead another link so if you're an artist like a night demon is uh go, check it out. go
2: join Bungie and make more art that we can we can tell you it looks terrible
1: Unless it doesn't look terrible. Hopefully, you'll be the artist that makes it not look terrible. (laughs) Franchise planner Destiny Universe at Bungie. Bungie is seeking a franchise. Why are
2: we doing? There's another (laughs) job opening for a franchise planner. So, if you plan franchises and know what that is, uh, Bungie's hiring. Go work for them. And then you can make the Bungie.
1: Are we, are we hiring for Bungie? Um, Why is this going through? Yes,
2: we are actually hiring for Bungie. We're going to tell you later on, but they've actually reached out to us specifically to do some of their, their original screening for people. I like
1: this. I got to keep this in mind. Bungie store, 24 artists, 12 months, one calendar.
2: Incredible calendar. to your
1: calendar. 2022 Destiny community yeah. fan art calendar today. All proceeds go towards St. Jude's Children's Hospital... Uh, um, the, the, uh, there's a link for it, but yeah, it's it's all community art. It well, all it's 24 community art pictures on a 12 month calendar. I I'm actually gonna go probably grab that after yeah. the show.
2: Yeah. So if you're um, interested in ordering this, uh, go to twitter.com/slash bungee store all one word, and that'll bring give you a link to it. Because it's, it's it's actually listed at a big cartel site somewhere that which a much longer URL, but twittercom slash we will get you there, and you have until the thirty-first of October at eleven fifty-nine PM Eastern to pre-order it. So don't wait till November. If it's November, you've waited too long.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's my problem. Destiny Two says entering the DCV on Feb twenty-second, Forsaken campaign, Tango Troi, Year Four seasonal content. Not entering the DCV, Dreaming City, Last Wish, etc. Alex at Bozja Field Note Purgatory says. The decision to vault content is still buck wild to me, especially for new players who are now entering into the game halfway through, without context as to what happened up to this point. You know, you really should have like a like like a montage of what happened to this point, so that new light players aren't completely lost. Like there the will be a TV show, about.
2: make the TV show, then we um, can all watch it and look and play the story to everybody.
1: TV show, comic, something. Just they're coming in blind, dude. I don't know how new light players are supposed to get on. Alex also says, Don't get me wrong, I understand the pros of vaulting from an internal engineering product, QA, etc., perspective, but it makes for one rough experience to new people to get invested if they don't have a friend or YouTuber who can explain everything for them. DMG says, This is great feedback. Take a drink. This is a major challenge that the team is invested in solving. We don't have an ETA on when or even how. They'll address it, but we frequently talk about the challenges of new or returning players in terms of understanding story, game mechanics, or other. DMG also says, got clips of invisible mini screams.
2: Hit me. I think that's the problem. They're hitting everyone. Well, he would like the game. clips so they, he can get the team to, you know, look into it.
1: No, I get it, but mm-hmm. his choice of words is either spot on or... It's spot it's spot on. Bungie Help says, oh, sorry. Bungie Help says, we're currently investigating an issue where Destiny 2 clan creation is unavailable. Yeah. Oof. We'll send out an update once the issue is resolved. Now they're saying the issue has been resolved. Players can create Destiny 2 clans again at this time. Players who observe any issue should report this at the help forum and they give a link. See, I'm starting to learn how to read Twitter. See, I read this part first and then I read What's this up? part. I'm it. learning. I'm evolving as a person. Bungie Help says, we are currently investigating an issue where Destiny 2 Client kind of creation is unavailable. We'll send out an up- okay. well, you Wow, it you're started so way down you're here. You're so
2: close to understanding it.
1: Oh, there's no line connecting them. Ah, that's where I jacked it up. Okay. Like this one, there's a line connecting them or whatever. Ah, I missed that. Okay, anyway.
2: anyway, got it. Yeah, oh, no. you, you can make clans now. You can make clans. By the time you hear this, you should be able to make clans unless they broke it again.
1: Destiny 2 News says Destiny 2 Beyond Light is coming to hashtag Xbox Game Pass for PC on October 12th.
2: There, go. there you go. Game Pass! Game Pass! And, and okay. it is. Although there were two things that I found that I forgot to dump into here because I feel like we can't let a week go by without at least saying the word Trials once. I saw the Trials Report tweeted that we've passed 1 million Guardians who've played at least one Trials match since the revamp. And for reference, in the previous three seasons combined, aka since Beyond Light in November, 1.1 million players have played Trials. So since the revamp, what are we on? Week three now with the missed week for Iron Banner? A million people have played, which is the same as people who have played since November of last year. So uh, it's working. People are liking it and playing it and destiny tracker also tweeted that yeah. uh, they've updated their site to add a lobby kd for our, for all the matros for trials iron banner and survival so this will tell you the lifetime nice. kd of everyone in the play in the playlist for that they say in the playlist for that playlist i think they say in the lobby for that playlist which will you know give you an idea of how difficult that lobby is so i guess you can use their site to say hey who are these people i'm stepping into with are they going to absolutely stomp me without having to stare at your screen for the 3 seconds you get to see that animation
3: but before uh, you, then either right. get stomped or not. But at least you'll know what to expect now.
1: See, I think more people are playing Iron Banner now because this is just hearsay. But remember how we had to do that dumbass quest line before you could even turn in mm-hmm. your bounties, or I'm sorry, before you could even turn in your tokens. That was asinine. They got rid of that, and more people are coming to play. I think that because that's what kept me out for a long time. Is because I I don't want if I have tokens, I just want to dunk them right? I don't want to have to do this whole long BS, half the time bugged freaking storyline just to be able to turn in some tokens. You know?
2: And then you could store all your tokens and never yeah. turn them in. And then have thousands of them going, why do I have these? Just me? Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. No, I mean...
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We know why you have. You're waiting for the perfect set of armor.
2: Uh, I'm, you know, I'm waiting, I don't right? even know what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for something, I assume. Who knows? yeah
0: so i have some tips tricks guides and builds for this week if you are interested uh, or if you're kind of just doing your normal triumphs and challenges we have the esoteric guide for all three data caches in the forest of echoes if that's your last kind of couple of triumphs to get uh please check back in the last couple of weeks or have a look on esoteric's channel if you want links to any of the other shattered realm kind of guides that he's done He's done a really good in-depth job of kind of where all the anchors are, where all the caches are, all the hidden things are. So check him out. Cheese Forever has a couple of cool videos this week. There's a game-breaking infinite ammo glitch that you may be interested in. And there is also a Telesto glitch with infinite abilities with thermal swap. So yeah, check those out. Uh, cool Guy has a really good video going over the Lorenz Driver, which is the seasonal pass exotic that you can get this season. So, if you haven't seen this, uh, you've probably been living under a rock because this is everywhere in Crucible. And I was wondering why I was getting killed so much in Crucible and why these things were kind of. They start to be a bit of a problem in, I'd say, like in trials and things like that. And. I wasn't 100% sure of how people being so good, but in Cool Guy's video, he kind of breaks it down and goes over how people are kind of just one shot body shotting you with just the, the builds that they are putting together. So, if you are interested in putting these builds together, he kind of does break it down for you of what you need to rock, as well as going over why it probably does need to be taken down slightly with certain elements, but it's definitely worth a watch. He also has another video on the Wolf Tone Draw, and he says this is a must must have for this season. And I'm kind of in agreement with him because of the perks that you can get with the Adagio and the the Impulse Amplifier, and things like that. This bow can be the, the draw time can be taken down significantly and improved, like especially with Adagio. You know, after defeating a target, this weapon fires charges or draws more slowly, but deals increased damage for a brief time. Now. When you pair it with certain other weapons, like I think he was in one clip, he was using a a dead man's tail. One clip, he was using a crimson, and the potential that you can get with this, with doing like a, a quick swap with your mod, is fantastic. So you can put the quick axis. I think it's quick axis sling, isn't it? So yeah, quick access sling, swapping weapons much faster for a short duration after emptying the magazine. So it's pretty good with a bow. It's like, it just works so well with a bow and a hand cannon. So you can pair this with an exotic hand cannon in your primary, this in your secondary, and go to town. And cool guy goes over a couple of really good roles that you should be looking out for. And um, yeah, it's definitely one I'm gonna try with my hunter. I may swap out my Le Monarch and put a, you know, exotic hand cannon to pair with this bow if I if I can get it to work really well. Castle Content this week has done another really cool video on a God Roll RNG calculator. So this is him trying to work out what are the potential odds of getting a God Roll from say like Iron Banner. Um, really fun video, go and check that out. He's put a lot of effort into that. And finally, one for the laughs. Fallout Plays did a video on I Paid the Drifter to Roast Me. So this is the guy that voices the Drifter, Todd Habicorn, and he actually found him on Cameo and asked him to read like one of his, you know, comments that he's had on in playing Destiny. So that was quite fun to listen to. It's only a, a minute and a half, so it's definitely Deacon approved there. And yeah, that's my my tips, tricks, guys, and builds for this week. There's only a few because yeah, we've got our, our Nightfall tips that I'd already kind of gone over. And um, some of the Festival of the Lost Links, so check those out. Parody, over to you.
2: I think this is where we say uh, thank you for joining us. Your Titans, your Titans are parody and Night Demon. Your Hunters don't want to respond to in real life. Your Lore Scribe, who promises promises to be back with us next week, is not Arf. You can email the show at two Titans and a Hunter at hotmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at two Titans underscore Hunter. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And send us messages. We can't tell which one they come from, but that's fine. Just send us something, we'll read it, we'll find it, and it'll all be good. You can find all your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live, respawn on PC, but none of it matters anymore because uh, we're all together. can't talk to each other, and we can all be together. You should listen Have to the show done. on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fun podcasts are sold. You can watch the show on YouTube. And if you do want to talk to people, there's this thing called a Discord, where I think it's where you put your discs in some sort of cord, and then you can talk to each other you can find ours at discord.frozen.party. And that's frozen with a zero. So discord.frozen.party will get you into the Two Titans Discord. And uh, then you can be disappointed with the rest of us at how bad we play everything. And Respawn, uh, tell the good people goodbye, because it, it's just the two of us.
1: Well, before I tell people goodbye, first, I want to let you know that we do stream live every show at no life.twitch.tv or however that goes. And um, speaking of which, it's really starting to grow. I'm at 99 followers now. That respawn army started as a pebble. is now getting pretty significant. And I uh, just want to shout out to the last ones. Uh, you know that Mr. E. Crank my hog, please. Frosty the Donkey. And they call me Vin for the latest uh, people that join the army. So tell your friends. Increase those numbers. Let's get this viewer count up. That way we can the word and conquer the planet so yeah thanks guys
2: yeah and, and if you don't follow the the, the youtube uh, i saw a very sneaky night team that was streaming live to youtube the other day through, Does through, through some sort of some sort of voodoo and witchcraft so uh if you don't want to listen to the episodes uh you know follow the youtube because there might just be a stream there too it's hard to say
1: yeah I didn't even know that he was streaming on YouTube. Look at that.
2: I didn't either All until right. I went to go look at look at the, my YouTube subscriptions and saw a number of uh, live streams for our, our show. And I said, I don't remember when that happened on like a Tuesday evening. But here we are. Nice.
1: Well, in that case, uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And deuces. Bye. Did I, did I tell you guys? Did I ever tell you guys about the uh, the the Yellowstone Park? Or Where's the one that's got all the volcano? That's in the volcano. Is that Yellowstone or Jellystone? Yellowstone, right? No idea. Because it's the sulfur. Yeah, Yellowstone. Okay, yeah. Totally so it's, it's... Jellystone.
2: There, there's a bear. He steals picnic baskets.
1: <laughs> so I I had a vacation in Yellowstone for about a week one time. Right? Is but... that really a Jellystone
0: then, or is that just completely made up? <laughs> Cause well, you guys they're... are
1: really confusing the hell out of me.
2: Hold on, is there a Jellystone? I, I, I thought, thought it was made up. <laughs> Jellystone Park. Let's see if there's a Jellystone Park. I mean, I I
1: think there is a Jellystone
2: Park. That there are made 75 at... Jellystone Park. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think they they have like like there is not a national park. The national park in the U.S. is Yellowstone. Yeah, are, yeah. I think I like, that. There, there are like Yogi Bear branded. Uh, Jellystone, Jellystone Parks, yeah. various places, uh, that after the African okay. Barbera Comp. Um, it's like a yeah, chain, cartoon. chain yeah. thing, yeah.
1: But anyway, so we're up there yes. for about a week, and this is after I've lived in Florida for about eight years. So when I think bears, I'm thinking black bears, right? Obviously, you don't want to go up and pet them, but they tend to give you space, right? So I'm like, all right, no big deal. And all the signs throughout this whole park said, hey, stay on the trail, you go off the trail, there's going to be bears, right? Everywhere in this park, Everybody says stay on the trail. Every sign, everywhere, right?
0: Oh, um, the bears they don't, don't care, and they can go on the trail.
1: But well, they tend to stay away from people. But don't jump ahead of me. Let me get to that okay. point. Okay. so So um, they never said what kind of bears, right? So they just said general bears, right? That's all. Well, so, at one so point, high ranking time,
2: bears, yellow bar <laughs> bears
1: at one point in time there was like a double waterfall and i wanted to get a really good picture so i jump off the trail i go down <laughs> so i can get a good picture going so you up off waterfall. the trail which is clarifying this that you went off the trail okay absolutely right so i'm i'm down there at the bottom of this and mountain you say, next say to the that river. i can't
0: follow instructions in a raid but i needed the picture <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so, i needed to do stuff in the raid <laughs> <laughs> so um
1: i'm getting the picture and the tree line is about 15, maybe 20 feet away from me. It's not too close, but not too far, right? And there's like a deep guttural growl coming from the trees, right? And it's linear. and No, this, so I've been around that. wolves. I've been around a lot of animals in my lifetime. This, this growl that I heard was significantly larger than a wolf, (laughs) right? You can just tell by the sound, whatever it is, is big. So I assumed it was a bear. Again, I assumed it was a black bear. I didn't really rush up the mountain, which apparently saved my life, because if you run, they chase. So I just kind of made my way back up the mountain to the trail. I get up to the trail, and my girlfriend at the time, her and her son look at me, they're like, are you all right? Apparently, visually speaking, I was not okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) right they said i was pale and i was shaking and things like this i don't remember that but they said that you know you could tell i didn't look okay but we just continued on had the rest of our vacation and three days days later we're leaving the park right as we're leaving the park there is a sign on the road out of the park that says beware of grizzlies and it's at this moment i decided to (laughs) panic Because now I know what was in the bushes. (laughs) That wasn't a black bear. That was a grizzly. Grizzlies are big. If you've never seen a grizzly bear in real life, imagine a person standing on another person, two persons wide. They're big. And I was like, thank God it didn't chase me or challenge me or whatever, because I would not be here today. (laughs) And like, when I say at this moment I panicked, I mean like hyperventilating, (laughs) hands shaking, had to pull over to the side of the road to calm down. And and keep in mind, I'm completely safe at this point, right? The danger is three days gone. But my body's like, holy crap, do you realize what what almost happened?
2: (laughs) But trauma Uh, is fun. (laughs)
1: Trauma is very fun. (laughs) 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 Not to mention, I didn't learn until we were already a few days into the vacation. Yes, shut up. I know I'm ignorant, but I didn't know Yellowstone Park was in the mouth of North America's largest super freaking volcano, right? So, lots of things I found out after the fact that made me panic and want to never go back. Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Dude, Yellowstone. If anybody who works at Yellowstone listens. it make, make the signs going into the park and on the trail say grizzly bears. Not just bears. Grizzly bears. And have a picture. Maybe a size comparison chart. This is you. This is a grizzly. Stay on the damn trail. You know what I'm saying?
2: We're serious. They'll eat you, and not even, not even think about it. They'll eat you, eat your Dude, children, eat your parents, eat your friends. If have a cub or it's breeding
1: country. season, you're done. Oh yeah,
2: like, no.
1: I don't know why I was lucky enough to get the warning instead of the whole challenge. But if you're there during the wrong season, they don't even warn you. They just get you, from what I understand.
2: So uh, you, you're just fuel. You're just fuel for the winter, my friend.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, you're yeah. Just there to help, the, help the, help the bears fatten up. That's all.
1: Yeah, and then they say uh, all that nonsense about playing dead or whatever does not apply to Grizzlies. They will still chew your ass. (laughs) I was like, damn.
2: You're not rotten. You're just tasty. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so (laughs) anybody else have terrifying vacation (laughs) stories that you want to share? Coyotes, wolves, snakes, you know, encounters of the third kind. Whatever. I'll take them all. I don't care. Um pretty safe on my island
0: i'll
2: stay here <laughs> yeah I, I, I think he's he, i think he's in the opposite of australia australia has all the threats we have some of the threats i think he has no threats right. are, th- are are there even large and, and i i have no idea are there even large uh knives large creatures on their island they well, have well,
1: sentient knives
2: yeah but i mean are there even like any sort of large animal that could devour yeah you?
0: yeah yeah they're called what? Scotsmen. <laughs> they, they they attack the English. I was going to say, besides besides football
2: hooligans or <laughs> right, I think the football hooligans are the
0: predators. I think. Yeah, definitely. No, they they'd go running if they saw a Scotsman. Yeah, I mean, blokes that wear kilts just you don't
3: mess with.